<laughs> welcome to Church Jams Now, everybody. Uh, welcome to our goofy little podcast where, as we like to say, three former youth group kids and current music nerds pull a Stephen Curtis Chapman and dive right in to Christian music of the 90s and 2000s. I, of course, am your host, Kylan Savage, and with me is Mr. TJ Smith. Hello, hello. Hey, and our beautiful producer, Josh. Hello, everybody. You know what? I just want to get right to it because we have a super exciting guest this week. Um, her comedy special, Trash, is on Amazon. It's super good. Woo! Um, <laughs> she teaches stand-up and storytelling at Second City and Third Coast Comedy Club, and she hosts a podcast that I am currently obsessed with called Growing Up Fundy. Everyone give it up for Sydney Davis Jr. Jr. Thank you. Thank you so much. Rock and roll. Excited to be here. Hell yeah. yeah. So just a little bit of context. Like we kind of tangentially knew each other in high school. Yeah. We were both yeah. involved in like drama, mm -hmm. forensics and things. Yep. Lots of tournament weekends together. But we never really crossed paths church wise. Right. But there were a lot of churches in Arkansas. <laughs> there were a lot. Uh, <laughs> there were so, so many. <laughs> so before we kind of get into the album we're going to talk about, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about sort of your history with Christian music, yeah. with the church. Keep it as light or as in-depth as you want to get. I don't know how much. I have, personally have a lot of repressed memories about it, so I usually turn to humor as a coping mechanism for a lot of the things that I dealt with. But Me too. We, uh, yeah, just, <laughs> hey. When you have those like psychedelic flashbacks to like yes. to childhood. Show I do. Yeah. Yes. So I gold. actually um I grew up with the Duggars, the 19 Whoa. kids and counting family. Yeah. So I <laughs> When I was a kid, my mom called us religion whores. Like she literally used the word whores um, because we were always going to a different church. We went to a Catholic church. We went to an Orthodox. Uh, I think it was Russian Orthodox church once. We went to an Anglican church in Canada. But the majority of my life, we were Baptist. Like we, I think mm. we all identified as Baptist, but we, you know, tasted the various flavors of uh, right. other denominations. I think we went to a Lutheran church down the street for a while. Um, so for the longest period of time, we went to a church called first Baptist in Springdale, Arkansas. And that's where we went with the Duggars. The Duggars also attended that church. Mm -hmm. This was right before they started their own family church. Um, and they also, uh, did any of you, okay. So Kylan, you're from Arkansas. So there's this place called AQ chicken house in Springdale yeah. where every, every Tuesday or Wednesday night, kids got to eat for 25 cents. So of course we would see the Duggars there all the time because, <laughs> but they were right. But there were only like 10 <laughs> of like them. A $5 bill. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like there such were... a specific life hack. <laughs> exactly. And there were, at the time there were only like 10 of them. There weren't, you know, 20 or however many they have now. And wow. we were all, you know, youths, but, um, yeah. So I, I grew up Baptist and I remember always getting in trouble in Bible school because, uh, for example, I remember one day we had a lesson where they separated the boys and the girls and 
they basically gave us the lesson on women should not preach and that it was that whole, you know, your job is to sit at the feet of your husband and serve and he's the one to preach. And I was not trying to be a smart ass. I just had undiagnosed ADHD, literally did not get diagnosed until I was 29 years old. Um, And I raised my hand and I said, I guess I'm a little bit confused. What's the difference between what you're doing and preaching And the woman talking to us was like, what are you saying? And I was saying, well, I mean, if women aren't supposed to preach, why is a why is a guy not in here telling us this? And I got like I got like asked to like sit in the hall. (laughs) Um, And then, for example, during did anybody go to Awana's? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. People had, don't know what I'm talking vest, about. I had the the <laughs> oh, trust me. pins and the Velcro. Yeah. So, all of it. Cindy, you're among your people here. Yes. Yeah, like, all... Nobody knows what I'm talking about when I say that. So I would never do the homework. I would never, mm. ever do the homework. And every week I would quote John 3, 16. It got to the point where <laughs> when when I was called up to do the, the, the reading for the week, the what do you call our teacher, the leader, the pastor, I don't know, the the youth group leader would say, please don't do John 316 this week. And I'd be like, no, no, I'm not going to. And she's like, no, but seriously, stop. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then she'd be like, okay, what's the, what's the verse? And I would just uh, for God so loved the world that he gave us only begotten son and who shall ever believe so it than him. You know, and I would get some back. So I was always getting in trouble, but not in a way that I'm like, oh, you know, heck with the church for putting me you know i just i was always just doing that kind of thing and asking questions and and making it i guess more difficult um but i really enjoyed church i actively went to church even when i was in my 20s and i was already working at the second city i would still go to moody church right down the street as recently as probably 2015 um Mm. and then one day I tried shrooms for the first time and (laughs) yeah. yeah, And you know how, whenever you're stoned and you think of questions and you write them down the next morning, you're like, these are the dumbest questions I've ever heard in my life. When I was on shrooms, I started writing down all these questions that I had. And a lot of them had to do with faith and morality and all sorts of things like that. And the next morning they were still really good questions. (laughs) And I still wasn't sure how I felt about those things. And so ever since then, um, I consider myself a secular person now, which basically I have not seen enough evidence to believe. I don't believe in God. I don't think there is a God, but I haven't seen enough evidence to believe that there is nothing at all. I tend to believe that there is nothing at all. And I wish that there were something. I hope that I am wrong, but as it stands, if I had to put a name on it, I would say that I am secular and I don't believe religion. I don't think there's anything wrong at all with people who believe religion. A religion like anything else only becomes a problem when it impacts other people's rights and freedoms, right? So you could say that about anything mm-hmm. though. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at now. Just did some drugs and now got a lot of questions and I spend my time on my podcast interviewing religious people and secular people and atheist people and everybody that I can meet to just kind of find out why they believe what they believe and and learn from their life experiences i love it that is 
awesome. I, I yeah. want to be uh, on this podcast so bad. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's know, a lot of fun. I'm TJ, totally you biased. To listen but... to it. It's it's super good. It's oh, really, really good. I'm excited. Um, yeah, actually, do you want to talk about a little bit about sort of the genesis of that podcast? So I, you know, did the shrooms in like 2016. Changed my life. You know, woke up a, a Democrat secular person, um, and then. <laughs> I don't know, like something happened in the last couple of years. I, I really think maybe the pandemic affected me a lot more than I'm willing to admit, where I just started really thinking about religion, because the more that I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, this is the most important decision a human being will make in their life, right? Because if you are religious and you do believe in religion, then if you don't do things according to that rule, you're burning in hell, right? So that's an important right. decision to make. And I don't take that lightly just because I don't necessarily believe that's the case. I completely understand from the perspective of somebody who used to believe that that was the case, that that unsure fear of that being the imminent future. And so I started to meet a lot of very interesting people, uh, people who were very, very liberal pastors, people who were very conservative atheists, which you wouldn't think those would go hand in hand. And I just started meeting all of these different people. And I started to wonder, uh, I, I started to have a lot of questions. And then I thought, you know, if I have these questions, chances are there's a lot of people out there that also have those questions. And then I got on Reddit and I started following a lot of uh, fundy groups, like fundamentalist groups, fundy fashion, fundy food, fundy snark. There's all these audiences for people who just are fascinated by TV fundy families. Um, and I posted my story about knowing the Duggars in one of them. And it got so much traction and people were asking me so many questions before it got taken down because I guess I didn't ask to do an AMA. Um, oh, that yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like so many people wanted to talk about that in, on this one post, I wonder if they would want to listen to that. So then I made the first episode where I talked about a similar thing, uh, just kind of like my experience growing up religious. And then I interviewed a former student of mine at, at the Second City. She's actually an Emmy winner. And she grew up in a quiverful fundamentalist family with like 13 kids. And people just really gravitated towards her story. So then I was like, who else do I know is has grown up religious and has these flashbacks and this, I don't want to say trauma, but probably, yeah, a lot of trauma, um, uh, but also a lot of joy and a lot of good memories. Yeah. Then I just started finding people and the more people heard about it, they were reaching out to me and they wanted to talk about it. And now I've interviewed, um, I interviewed a woman uh, this past weekend who founded Black Atheists. Um, it, it's a Black Nonbelievers, which is for uh, atheists of color. And it's an organization that protects basically African-American people and people of color who feel like they can't come out as atheists because the root of Christianity is so deep in black culture. Um, and then I, wow. and the same weekend, I interviewed a magician who taught me about gospel magic, which is a real thing. Gospel oh, magic. It's yeah. fucking wild. Sorry, am I, I allowed remember, to say that? I, I remember. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I got some gospel magic memories. Yeah. But it's um, I think the the most interesting thing that I have learned over doing this podcast is one stereotypes on both sides that are unfair. But two, when a lot of very, very religious people, when you get them 
kind of alone and you ask them direct questions, they are very, very honest and upfront about what they think and what they feel. You know, the ones that make it on television are the ones that are like, no matter what, like, this is, you know, the, the mm -hmm. Westboro Baptist Church, you know, ride or die. But for example, I interviewed a pastor the other day and we were talking about religions. Um, and I said, you know, what makes you so sure that Christianity is the one because he has a background in history. And, you know, we, we talk about like the mm -hmm. Greeks and the Romans and, and religion goes back so far, you know, at ancient China. And I said, what makes you so sure that this version of religion is the right one? And he said, where I was raised. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, if I was raised anywhere but the American South, I'd probably think the other ones were right, too. He didn't try to argue anything and i know this person through debate so i was surprised he really didn't like try to put me through the ringer but he was like yeah that's probably it that's probably just the way i was raised and i was shocked that he was just so honest about it and i interviewed another pastor who told me i asked him i said what's what do you think is the hardest part about being a christian in modern day society if you if you had a past to bitch about how hard it is to be a christian and he <laughs> said um he said uh the hardest thing about being a Christian is dealing with other Christians. Mm, wow. Right. And I just, I think it's very interesting to give people, even people that you don't agree with, to give them a platform and a space where they can talk about things and answer questions as honestly as they want and not be judged for it or argued about it. Um, but also it's a great platform for, um, I've read some articles that people wrote that were very polarizing and mm. getting them on camera and quoting them to themselves and asking them to answer what they wrote like in person is very interesting as well. So it's just a, it's just a really cool experience to kind of get to talk with people in a way that, that is, you're not arguing, you're not debating, but you're both very honest and upfront about your beliefs and answering the questions very straightforward. So. Yeah, Sydney, I love that. I love I, I feel like what you're what you're revealing in your podcast journey is that when you connect on an individual level with another human, like mm -hmm. you really do share a space and an energy and you can like appreciate their their humanity, their yeah. individuality, like their unique take on the world and and find some beauty and truth in there along the yeah. way. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Amazing. And what I think is the coolest part about it is both of those pastors, or at least one of them, has shared every episode with his congregation. Wow. Even the ones about atheism. Like I talked to the guy who founded the very first secularism degree program in the United States. You can take it at Pitzer College in California. And he was talking about how he he is also, he specializes <clears throat> in um, uh, psychology and all sorts of things. And he was talking about how he legitimately believes that there is a difference in the brains of believers versus non-believers. And we talked about that for a while. And it was just interesting to me that somebody would share that with their congregation and be like, hey, this guy is saying our brains are wired differently, but well, let's hear him out anyway. And I just think right. that's really neat. And I think people don't get enough credit for being able to take constructive feedback and being able to hear um, opposing opinions without getting defensive. And so far, nobody I've had on my podcast has been defensive one single time. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, I love that. a lot of fun. Thanks. I'm, I'm going to dive into that pod immediately. <laughs> Bye. See you. Well, uh, the album we're talking about uh, is Thrive.
by Newsboys. Uh, so Josh is our, our producer, our beautiful producer. He does research. So we've actually covered Newsboys before. We did Take Me to Your Leader, uh, which was a big one, I think, for the three of us. Um, so, yeah, Josh, do you have anything specifically about this album that you maybe want to share with people? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple things. So we don't really have to get into all the Newsboys stuff because we've already given backstories on the know. Take Me To Your Leader episode. You know everything yeah. about the Newsboys Everything was covered in that first episode. So if you missed it, go back and listen to it. Yeah. Been yeah. there, thrived that. <laughs> yes, we're about to thrive it right now. Thank you for that, TJ. This record uh, was released on March 26, 2002. So it just turned 20 years old two months ago. That's yes. wild. Crazy. Yes. Uh, if you know me, I got to talk about producers. Uh, this one was produced by Steve Taylor, our old buddy, Steve Taylor. Our old buddy, our buddy Steve. Steve. Yeah, this, was, this was their first time. <laughs> Peter Furler had done, produced their last two records. So this was his first time producing them since Take Me to Your Leader. Uh, it charted on Billboard 200 at number 38 and Billboard Christian at number oh, wow. three, which wasn't as high as Take Me to Your Leader because Take Me to Your Leader was 35 on 200 and then one on the Christian charts. Right. So um, so not their highest compared to that one. Um, and then that's really about it. It's it, the same lineup as the Take Me to Your Leader era, except for John James, the lead vocalist that wasn't really a lead vocalist. And this is really kind of, I think, the classic line, not the classic lineup. I would say their most popular lineup with Peter Furler on vocals and guitar, Phil Joel with his big, long, flowy blonde hair on bass <laughs> and some vocals, Jody Davis on guitar, uh, Jeff Frankenstein on keyboards, and Duncan Phillips on drums. So that's probably the most popular era of the lineup. Boys. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm surprised it's not their number one rated album just because everybody knows the Thrive album. Even well, people who don't know about Awanas know about Thrive. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, they've i don't know if you know this any but like because we kind of talked about this on our last newsboys episode shortly after this uh you know peter furler left the band and michael tate from dc talk became the lead singer and they switched to like full-on ccm worship like i feel like this was kind of like well this was after their... this record they did a like full-on worship album which they think they kind of mm dabbled in a couple times before the michael tate era where they went oh. like we're full on so i think this was kind of like their last like last newsboys sort of, yeah like where they pop. were just a full-on committed worship band at this right point. do we know if they still make albums they do oh yeah they're still going strong in the whole ccm huh. worship like they did uh like they actually just came out with a song didn't they I think they're doing it now because um, Peter Furler's back in the band too. So I think they have him and Michael Tate are like doing both lead vocals. They're doing like a oh, weird. Hillsong United Tag where it's team. like Newsboys United. <laughs> Newsboys United. Yeah. They get away because they're Australian. <laughs> Newsboys The Reckoning. <laughs> they, they just came out with a new single. Uh, I need that to be the did, next album did, title. They did the God's Not Dead album like for the movie, for the Christian movie with oh. Kevin Sorbo and... Huh. All that. Yeah, no, they're still huge, but in like a very specific, very niche, uh, yeah, niche worship like Hillsong kind of space. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I think this was the last album. Yeah, and I want to hear uh, from you guys too. But this was the last Newsboys album that I really remember loving. Yeah, um, this like that album like defined 
my 14th year of life, like 14 and 15. That was like the album. That album is one that I played constantly nonstop. And then the Beatles one album. Those are like the two. I just played those on a loop. I don't know why, but I just loved the Newsboys. I just thought they were the greatest band I'd ever heard in my life at that point. And Rascal Flats too. I listened to a lot of Rascal Flats that year. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like they go hand in hand. Right. The Beatles Classic. and Newsboys is like if you just said those three things, I would have said, "Oh yeah, you grew up in Arkansas." And yeah. Yep. Like- <laughs> yep. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I just remember like sitting in my room, and it was all like psychedelic flowers. And then, surprise, I ended up trying shrooms one day. But anyway, uh, like and just like listening to this album and just like feeling it. Like I'd never even had a boyfriend, but I like felt like the the love and the vibes and the you know the strength. Mm. You know, Jesus that I- was your boyfriend. He was, and he still is. Have some respect for him. <laughs> but oh, yeah, it's just very defining. Very. De- this I probably listened to this album like every day when we went to school together, and on my little portable CD that. player that you couldn't Ooh, like bounce oh, too hard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, it would skip. Because yeah. At that point, I was starting to, you know, tell my parents Taking Back Sunday was a Christian band, but don't listen to their music; you wouldn't like it. <laughs> They're Taking Back Sunday from the Heathens. Right. <laughs> right. that's a that's a band that could actually work for that case i know i know well there was a band called everyday sunday and oh, so i would yeah, often right. kind of be like oh they're like everyday that's sunday. them Take yeah. them we yeah. played a festival with everyday sunday Hell yeah, really dude. really like all like the three of you or just you tj a band that i was in back in the day that's cool it was wild oh gosh i don't remember something in texas there okay. were a million of them <laughs> it didn't yeah. matter there was mud After. there was sunshine it there was body matter. art lots yeah. of smelly kids yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um kylan your band in high school was the very first band that i ever knew personally who had music on itunes whoa Hell yeah i remember thinking that was like so cool unfortunately it's still on itunes you can't take I it down tried, <laughs> i've tried for years to get that taken off because it is so bad. I was still doing that band in college and Josh actually recorded an album with me under that band name. The Truth it's About Movie Stars. Oh, if you're that's not on iTunes. But if you're playing the CJN drinking game, uh Kylan brings up his old high school band, Please Take a Drink. Actually I didn't bring it up. Sydney, you brought it I up. did. Uh, I did. I'll have to take a drink. So it, but yeah. don't worry, though, because like I still send the video of my very first stand up set to all of my students and make them watch it because <laughs> I'm like, so oh, this is man. it's OK to start here. You can. Right. It gets yeah. better. Yeah. One of my students looked yeah. at me and he was like, quick question. Can you get through that whole video? <laughs> because, <laughs> just because I could not. Touche. Touche. Yeah. So. So even though it's eternalized out there, Kylan, don't feel bad. All right. I don't. I don't. We'll link to it in the show notes. Um, <laughs> Please. Sir. So, yeah. DJ, uh, Josh, do you guys have any memories of this record? I want to know what y'all think. Do you remember anything specifically? Is there anything associated with this? This was kind of because I was obviously real big into Newsboys, but this was kind of the last obviously. album that I was into. And like, I remember my parents got it for me. Like it came out and I like listened to like a couple songs from it, but I didn't really dig into it that much. I think I was kind of already moving on at that point. So like I had it and I listened to a couple songs, but it wasn't like, it didn't make near as big of an impression on me like any of their other records did like prior to that. I feel like I need to go back and listen to their old records because that's the only one I've only ever listened to Thrive. I've never listened to the other oh, ones. Really? That's yeah, one you started I, I think... on? Yeah. 
Yeah, that was the first one. I remember this album has uh, this has Cornelius on it, right? Cornelius. Yes. Is one of my favorite Newsboys songs. I don't even remember. I put that it one. right up there. So I'm excited. Oh, to gosh, well, it. this is going to be a blast when we listen to it over the next week. Um, TJ, yes. what about you? Yeah. Do you have I any memories know. with this record? I have little to no memory of this record because wow, I feel like this is another example of like me just being like a touch older than y'all and how "Take Me to Your Leader" hit for me, and I was like, "All right, cool, cool," and then. Whenever this one came out, I, I was moving on to other bands yeah, at that almost, point. Almost five years past Take Me to Your Leader. Right. And so at that point, I was kind of like, News Who? Too cool. Six years, actually. I wasn't too cool. I just like, I didn't Who's keep boys? up. Who's boys? Who's boys? <laughs> How old are you, TJ? Uh, 33. 45. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say 90 and a half years old. 45. Yeah, a fortnight like times Flirty and thriving. <laughs> Um, um, so yeah, I don't have much okay. memory, but I'm sure there will be some tracks on this that stick out and I'll remember from that era. Yeah. Be like, Cause it, cool. it did make its way somewhat into mainstream I mean, music. Well, right. Josh, you said what it, it ended up 38 on the billboard chart. Yeah. 38. Like on the regular straight billboard up 200. Yeah. Regular. So it's got some presence. <laughs> and this is, it's got some the two big ones i think are like the more worshipy ones like it is you uh -huh. and million pieces it like is, so those yeah, were just all over the radio that yeah. was my jam. so even if you didn't like yeah. go out of your way to listen to this record you probably heard it on when you're at your aunt's house and she had caleb on yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah. i like yeah there's not a lot of specifics i remember from this record but i remember really liking it because at this point i was so in the bag for newsboys i was like I was more of a completionist than anything. Like I had all of their records. I love that you were like that at listen. 12 or 13 years old. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah dude. <laughs> Commitment. Like, Newsboys ride or die. When I turn 18, I'm getting a Newsboys tattoo. Oh yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh man. Um, okay. So Sydney, sometimes this happens. Sometimes I like to surprise everybody with a little game. Okay. How do you guys feel about playing a game? Let's do it. Much like whose line is it anyway, the entire world, everything is made up. Who cares? Um, if you think you know the answer, so I'll, I'll ask a question. Everyone just kind of give me their answer and I'll let you know if you're wrong or right. And we've got a game I like to call Newsies Boys. Newsies Boys. <laughs> so we have sense. five questions. <laughs> um, I came up with this like today or yesterday. Um, <laughs> So I'm going to read you a lyric, and I want everyone to just make a guess okay. on whether it is a lyric from the Newsboys album Thrive or from the musical Newsies. All right, so here we go. Question number one. Here we go. Friends of the friendless, seize the day. Raise up the torch and light the way. I think it's Newsboys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone. Newsboys. Newsboys? I'm yeah. Newsies. Josh? I'm going Josh with the news. Newsies. I think it's Newsboys. Guys, that is from the musical Newsies. Oh, really? The song Seize Whoa. the Day. Yes. Okay. Hey. TJ I'm sorry, TJ. I let time, you so go stray. I tried extra hard. Uh, these these are legitimately really hard because yeah. uh, Newsboys is a little bit of a nonsense band and Newsies is a little bit of a nonsense musical. Yeah, you so chose very both, well. All, the, all these lyrics are vague enough that it could be about Jesus or tiny little... Newsboys in the 1920s. Uh, okay, question number two. 
Neighbor to neighbor, father to son, one for all and all for one. That feels like Newsboys. That's yeah. Newsboys. That's Newsboys. News Three Newsboys. Guys, that's from Newsies again. The same what? song oh. as the first one. <laughs> no, I swear. I swear <laughs> Newsboys has a lyric where they're that like, I'm sure for the you. Oh, or something like that. Neighbor to neighbor. I know. Yeah. The, so the first exactly. two are from, are from the same song in Newsies. <laughs> That's crazy. See, the problem okay. is I haven't seen Newsies like in its entirety. Right. I've only seen like the words and music blurbs over the yep. years. Same. Yeah. Should have bought that that instead of Rent, and then you would be feeling that. <laughs> yeah. then you there would you be, go. Yeah, owning there this you go. game. <laughs> Uh, all right, question number three. Caught in a spell that's overcast, you gain perspective, it doesn't last. Got me newsboys. See, now you've got me like gaslighting myself. I know, right? That's the whole point. That's newsboys. That's I'm newsboys. I'm going newsboys okay. again. And if it's not, I'm three just gonna... newsboys. All right, that's from the song Rescue off of Thrive okay. by Newsboys. Okay. Yes. There it is. Finally. All right, so everyone's at one point. Josh has two points. Uh, here we go. Question number four. Thousands of children exploited invisible. Speak up, take a stand, and there's someone to write about it. That's Newsies. And that's not. That's real fucked up that that's on their album. It's gotta be Newsies. <laughs> yeah. DJ? Yeah, I'm gonna go Newsies. Yeah. All right, you right. guys are all right. That was Newsies. Yeah. I was gonna say, I don't remember child that. exploitation on Thrive, but I could be wrong. It's been a while. Okay. I've blocked a lot out but since then. I thought, I thought it could go either way because given Newsboys and the whole like worship thing, they could, I feel like maybe new Newsboys would talk about exploited children. Exploited sure. Invisible just sounded like, like that sounds like the name of a Christian nonprofit that a it's bunch of bands are radio, part of. Though. Mm. We don't want to hear that on the <laughs> That's radio. True. All right, here we go. Question number five. Last question, and then we're done with my uh, silly little Newsies boys game. And every generation knows the doers do, the posers pose. Because every time the pop goes fizz, another yes man gets his. That's Newsies. One for Newsies? Yeah, I agree. I'm going to say Newsies. I just don't remember the term yes man being on Newsboys. Josh just saying Newsboys? I'm going Newsboys. All right, guys, Josh is the winner of this game. That was from Cornelius. Oh, really? My favorite Whoa. song, Off of Thrive. That yes. was a tough one. I don't remember I that. that. was a tough one. Man, this, I yeah, should have listened to it. I just feel it. like, because Newsies was about like the 1920s, so you could hear the every time the pop goes fizz, another yeah. yes man gets his. That sounds very musical theater. It yeah, does. it does. It sounds yeah. very like jazz hands. Australian uh -huh. lingo just never made it past that era of English. That's very, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're actually they inspired. They just now all started speaking like Al Capone in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. So uh, that leads us to the last part of, or the last thing in uh, this first part of our podcast, where we all give our predictions on whether the album Thrive will be a flop or a bop. So I don't know who wants to go first. Maybe I'll go first because I feel like usually when I go last, I turn it into a whole dramatic thing. I think this album is going to be a bop. I think it's, uh, I think it's going to work for me. I think there's going to be a lot of worshipy stuff that maybe will fall flat, but I think musically it's going to work for me. Um, Sydney, I, I, I want to know too, because everyone I think has sort of a different definition of what a flop or bop right. is. So like TJ yeah. has this crazy weird thumb rating system that I don't understand and will never understand. For me, typically 
listening back to these albums in 2022, if I, the thing that really determines whether it's a flop or a bop for me is if the majority of the album is something that whether for nostalgia or if I was just hearing it today, I would listen to again. Right. So I kind of want to know like what, you know, what, how would you classify? Well, yeah. What's your criteria for a flop or a bop? So I think, so I think this album is a little bit nuanced. I think it is a bop that I will enjoy listening to again, but I do not think it will have aged well. I think okay. it'll it's a bop and I think it's a bop because one it was I I still remember it being good music you know again it's been 10 right. years since I've listened to it I intentionally didn't listen to it before this and it'll bring the good times and the nostalgia you know the days before I like had boyfriends and heartbreak is just innocence you know and <laughs> before drugs <laughs> pre half shaved head and I think it'll be enjoyable to listen to, but I bet there will be things as an adult that I hear in it, especially as a secular adult where I'm like this, mm, like, yeah, mm, like right. this is what I was listening to. Uh-huh. I'm, yeah. I'm curious. I think there's going to be a lot more of that than you anticipate. Yeah. I think right um, out of the gate, I think I'm going to be like, mm, like, I don't remember that part. Yeah. Oh, there it is. You know, I, I think sp- speaking from purely like us doing this podcast for this long, I think there's going to be, a lot a lot more of that like oh that that's like super worshipy and really weird <laughs> yeah like this was my favorite album when i was 12. right i think that what'll weird me out the most is listening to it and realizing that that was like mainstream radio because like mm. to, i'll keep this short but as i do this podcast and i talk to people from all these different religions all these different you know um uh what's the word i'm looking for like chapters i guess of different religions i start to think how would i have felt if there was a an album that was topping the charts and playing out like all over the radio that was celebrating allah or that was celebrating you know judaism or something it would have been strange it would have been like I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but why are they playing it on mainstream is what I would have said at 14, you know, like do what you want to do, but why is this making the radio? And so (laughs) I think what'll weird me out the most is that like an album that is so God and Christian centric was just, Mm -hmm. you had to hear it at Walmart. Right. You had to, like you just, you had to, we couldn't skip on the radio. You just had to hear it before, you know, Britney would come on or before Katy Perry would come on. It's just there. And it's just interesting to me that especially in light of recent events that it's just accepted. It's like, okay, yeah, like, sure. It doesn't matter what any of the population thinks who doesn't agree with this message. It's the message. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. Sydney, now you've got me putting together some newsboys and Brittany like mashups, like, Yes. Oh, make them wonder there, what you talk yeah. sick yeah. <laughs> yeah that's hilarious that's really i i really hope you play lines. that for next time please that's your homework oh, yeah. Oh, for yeah. the next episode happen. tj what do you think it's gonna be a yeah. bop or a bop i'm gonna i'm gonna take sydney's assessment one step further and i'm gonna say that i'm preemptively ready for my mind to flip about a hundred times lyrically as as i listen to this album and so for that reason maybe sonically it'll like save itself maybe maybe like Mm -hmm. the music will redeem that for me but i kind of think it'll be really hard for me to bop this one so i'm gonna say that it's gonna be a flop for me prediction is gonna be a okay 
Yeah. Josh, what about you? Beautiful producer Josh. What beautiful, do you think? beautiful Josh. Well, rolling into this, I was kind of expecting a flop because I listened to this as a kid, but it didn't grab me. Um, so I was like, I don't really and I remember like the worship song, the worshipy songs from it, it is you million pieces, and I wasn't like ever super into them. Like, and it's not I don't think that I'll really enjoy those songs that much. But I did, there was a song, we'll talk about it later in the episode that I, that I think that you kind of like, or like reintroduced me to many mm-hmm. years ago that I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then you talking about how Cornelius is one of your favorite ones. I don't even remember that one. So I'm like, okay, I'm sure there's some, maybe some gems on here that I don't even remember that are good. And we have Steve Taylor back in the fold. So yeah, just Taylor. for him alone, I think. I got some high hopes. I was right on the line where I could have gone either, but I think it's going to put me right above where I'll say, I'm hoping it's a bop. All right. <laughs> for Steve. Nice. All good predictions. Yeah. So we're going to take a break. And for the listener, we'll just have a little ad break. And for the four of us, we will take a week and we will listen to this album and we'll write copious notes. Or if you're me, you will forget about it until two hours before we're supposed to record. <laughs> and you will half-ass a bunch of notes and bullshit your way through the rest of the episode. We no, no, Kyla. No, podcast hosts do everything professionally. We're very professional. Everybody yeah. who I hosts these a guys. podcast. Listen to Sydney. They work hard and they do yeah. a lot of research. That's why we have Josh. Mm. <laughs> I'm just the vibe guy. We, we've established this. I'm just the vibe guy. I'm just here, I'm just here for good vibes. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you guys on the other side of the ad break on Church Jams Now. And we'll see if we're flopping or thriving. Flip it, thrive it, bop it, bop it, (laughs) (laughs) thrive it. Welcome back to Trivial Trivia. This is a segment where I share trivial and obscure information related to the album or artist we're discussing each episode. This week, we're talking about our good buddy, Steve Taylor, who produced Thrive and many other Newsboys records. In 1997, Steve started a record label called Squint Entertainment. This was the label that propelled Sixpence None the Richer to stardom on their self-titled record, and it was home to a few other notable bands. One such band was Illinois hard rock trio Chevelle. Squint released their first record, Point Number One, in 1999. This resulted in Chevelle being classified as a Christian band in their early years. The band then tried to distance themselves from this association, but not without first winning three Dove Awards, two in 2000 and one in 2001 which I find quite hilarious. That's all for this installment. Let's get back to Church Jams Now. Welcome back to Church Jams Now. Uh, for all the listeners, it's just been a short little break, maybe an ad with Patreon bot in there. Um, but for us, it's been quite a while. Um, we still have Sydney Davis Hanging out with us, listening Woo. to Newsboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember how we did we did the the Newsies Boys quiz? The Newsies Boys. Oh, I forgot about that uh, already. I, yeah, I did not. We just did it, Josh. How did you? Know. Yeah, we just they did it. It's only been it minutes, and I already right. forgot. Um. So yeah, uh, are we ready to just dive right in, Stephen yeah. Curtis Chapman? Yeah. Let's see if we'll this, thrive uh, listening to this. I album. do. I was going into this. I'm going to set the stage, if you will, for my own listening. For okay. This. Okay. After our episode, part A of it, I was like really feeling the vibes. I was like, yes, this is good. We're good. We're talking about Steve Taylor. Kylan's one of his favorite songs, Cornelius, is on this record. The next day afterwards, I like get ready to go to listen to it. And I just like feel I'm like, 
oh, I overhyped this. I'm like, <laughs> before I even listened to it, I'm like, oh, what was I thinking? This is going to be a flop. What? Why was I kidding myself? And then, yeah, what, where did we all land? Did we say flopper? I, I don't remember what everyone. Did I think it was I mean, the only flop? This, I think yeah, TJ sure was the sole okay. flop. Yeah. We all I was said like, it was going to be a bop. I was well, like, I said I, it would uh, be a bop until we hear the lyrics, and oh, then right. contextually, it might That's be right. a flop. So, okay. but I, I listened to it and there were some surprises for me. So we'll get into those and we'll see where I fall at the end okay. of the episode. I'm, I'm very excited. I love Josh surprises. All right. So let's start with track number one, giving it over. Okay, uh, I can't articulate quite why or like what it is, but this has a very distinct like old man rock and roll vibe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 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 dad rock and roll vibe. I don't know. Well, it's, it's like a vaguely it's... like like bluesy kind well, of. Well, because it's like a blues. Yeah, yes. it's all blues, so it does have that feeling. His voice is very like. I feel like everybody in 2005 was like, did a lot of this. Like, uh, yeah, very but, affected but, vocals. Right, but I still think it sounds good. I don't know. Is that just me? No, it was good. It, like, I, I don't mean that as like a pejorative of like old man rock and roll. For sure. Uh, it's just like, it, it's it's something that I've just seen a lot. Like you would see at like... Uh, like a barbecue festival or like yes. a festival in which music is not, <laughs> yes. is not like the main event, not like a Coachella yes. or something, but like a, you know, here's a, the community uh, July 4th festival. Yeah. And there's like a band of dudes that like one dude has a ponytail. They're all wearing sunglasses and it's like 80 degrees out. They're all yeah. wearing shorts. It's like three o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. This is what you would hear. This is you know, definitely that's, and that's the... not bad. That's not a bad thing. This is definitely the montage of the Netflix rom-com where they're like putting ketchup on the hot dogs and like yes. showing the college campus. And it's like very yes. clearly the cool kids hanging out and the newbies are like, oh my God, like we have to hang out with them. It shows like a hot girl jumping in a pool and then like a hot guy like throwing a girl in the pool. She's like, oh my God. Like this is all going Slow on. Slow motion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is all playing in the background. So you're like, by the way, these are the cool people in case you didn't Remember catch that. Yeah, it'll be the important later. Cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Josh, TJ, what what do y'all got on this song? I was so tired of it about halfway through. I tired was like, get, let's give it over to the next song. Ooh, there it is. <laughs> coming out, done. coming out of the gate strong, TJ, with the puns. Yeah, All right. Trying. All right. No, so I like on a road it. trip. I think it's got some good energy. It's yeah. got a like that guitar tone that starts it off is like so like honky kind of sounding. I wrote that, yeah. It's so strange. But I love it. It's but a great it's, like it's very distinct. I think I think if this song was cut in half, it'd be a great album opener. Okay. Yeah. A little too long. You yeah, think it needs to be shorter? Yeah, I would agree with that. We could take like two of these paragraphs, three of these paragraphs out. Yes. Yeah. I do think my my big note for this song is like towards the end of the song, uh, like right now, is 
it gets it's obviously real bluesy but it has like some real rolling stones vibes like yes. specifically nice. kind of like brown For sugar sure. so yes. that's what it gives me and obviously the blues sure. kind of motif helps with that but they just have yeah. a lot of shouting and stuff going on yeah this i would not have guessed this was a christian song if i did not know it was a christian song you would have guessed it was a barbecue song <laughs> i would have guessed it was like a mainstream barbecue <laughs> Although I will say, I like that line, quick as an outcast rhyme, you took me back in time. That's pretty great. Those are deep, and they speak to me, and yeah. I've actually got them tattooed on my ass. So, <laughs> You too? Yeah. I do. Well, you too, I've got tattooed. So on the ass. other, yeah, right, yeah. of course. Yeah, those yeah. are different lyrics. Yeah, Sunday Blues. Uh, of all the ones of it, all the you too lyrics. I did like, <laughs> speaking of lyrics, I did like uh, where he says, flat on my back, I'd slid till it hurt. And I'm like, that's a fun little play on the Christian term, backsliding. So, oh, yeah. That's some good wordplay, some good was... classic Ooh. Steve Taylor Newsboys wordplay. It is. Yes, there's a lot of, I wrote that quite a bit. There's a lot of that, like, very, it feels very classic Newsboys, uh, where you take, like, a phrase or something that everyone's really familiar with, and tweak it just a little bit and so it feels really really clever uh there's there's quite a bit of that on this record yes uh, tj i listened to the lyrics on this record hey i'm proud of you bud that's awesome um i feel like thanks, clever thanks, and uh, cornball it's like those two go hand in hand like a lot of oh them. yeah like it's like that's the shtick is like clever and yeah that's like, but that's newsboy's whole vibe that's right like their totally whole thing totally yeah which which is fun it's what i think we talked about that uh, you know, when we talked about Take Me to Your Leader a lot, where like it's goofy and kind of bonkers and that's what makes it great. Yeah. So they're back in rare form again. Yeah, I would definitely listen to that song on a road trip. I thought for sure I'd hate it a lot more, but as it started playing, I was like, actually, sure. pretty boppy, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Windows down. It didn't, it? it didn't trigger me nearly as much as I thought it would. It didn't give me like the PTSD <laughs> I expected. <laughs> You went yeah. into this record expecting PTSD. Oh, just wait. I did. That's oh, a good did. way to go into a record. I did. That's how I go into most of theirs. Yeah, I was going to say, Josh, do you, do, what do you think we're doing here? <laughs> I willingly subject myself to things that would trigger my PTSD. Is that well, what y'all do? It's like you don't know me yeah. at all. That's why y'all yeah, started Josh. this podcast. I was going to say, yes. we clearly never met. What do you do for fun? I don't understand. Because hey. you don't look like you do drugs either. So I don't know what's left other than those two things. Yeah. We've talked about that. Like, no one can believe that we're not a Christian podcast because, to most other people, this is completely masochistic. Except oh. for Josh, you are champ. You are the champion of legitimizing <laughs> Christian music, and we thank you for that. Thank we you. Thank That's you for true. your service. It's a much needed perspective. Thank you for giving Christian words a voice when they don't have <laughs> a platform Whoa. or a voice. I, we really appreciate it <laughs> let's move on to track number two live in stereo i remember this one being my favorite I wrote this, I think, maybe my favorite song on the record. Yeah, I remember okay. this being my favorite, but I couldn't remember why. 
Can I ask open open question to all of you? Yes. Okay. Do we ha do we think that uh, Ludwig Göransson was influenced by this song at all when he created the community theme song? But he that. didn't create the, oh. the community theme song, did he? Did I thought he it was the eighty-eight. Well, it was the eighty-eight. Yeah, the band, right? You're right. You're right. He it was did the all 88. the rest of the community. He music. did everything else. So, do we think the eighty-eight was influenced at all by this no. song? No, because it's no. so it's, it's like so one similar. to one. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe he listened to this song for years, and he had wanted to change the lyrics to whatever he wanted it to be. And when he finally got the chance to do that, he just did it. He just ripped it. It. it just reminded me of the community theme song. Well, I, don't know. <laughs> I think it just reminds it's I think it's a blatant callback to like breakfast to the whistling and breakfast. So you're like, okay, yeah. classic newsboys uh, are back with mm -hmm. the whistling. I had well, no idea uh, yeah. he talked about Sherpas in this song. <laughs> uh, that's in my notes. That's in my notes. This is I why I love it. newsboys. This is why I love <laughs> newsboys. Because like for all the cheesiness, all the things like I what I'm talking about when I when I say clever. I, can you name another song that has the phrase climbing Sherpalis? Right. Like, I is can't. there another? There's, there's literally no other song that probably even mentions Sherpas. <laughs> That's Unless true. It's I, like a, a, a classic, like Nepalese folk song. Like, I doubt sure. that there's like a mainstream <laughs> song that I, mentions if, Sherpas. If there was, it would probably be like Bjork. Yes, yeah, sure. something work. very obscure like that. Uh, I, I will pose the same question in a different song. That same mm -hmm. question over a different lyric in a different song. So that will okay. be a recurring theme. I love it. The way um, you think they got ripped off of is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love this tension. Cindy's just going after Josh hard. No, no, no. I was legitimately <laughs> saying he thinks they got ripped off of because I think they did too. No, no. Did I get, think they get ripped off of? What? Yeah. Well, like like somebody ripped off of their music. So. Oh no no no! I'm talking mm -hmm. about the question that Kylan said about like when what other song would you hear this oh, lyric? Oh, I thought in? you sorry. No 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 no. I thought you were talking about you were gonna. Okay, no, just the mind. lyrics. Yeah yeah. So somehow, when I listen to this, I put it on. I remembered almost all the lyrics to this song. It's no like way. one of those weird things that's like seared into my brain. Wow. Um. I don't know how, but I loved beyond just um, the lyrics. I think his delivery is like part of what's really memorable. Like he has yeah. really interesting lyrics, but like the line, I need a new dimension, got to supersize a Jacob Bean ladder to a parallel prize is yeah. just like, that just, it just feels really original. You yes. know what I mean? And like, that's obviously and the way he... a reference to the 1984 Huey Lewis song, right? Obviously, or or the Tim Robbins psychological thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Or, <laughs> or the Jacob's both? Ladder at the gym. Maybe he liked to work out. True. Maybe he's All a gym three. guy. It's a trifecta of references. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe I, I wouldn't put it other... past him. He says the word Sherpa and Jacob Bien. Yeah. In the same song. No, Sherpa Liss. Sherpa Liss. Sherpa Dash Liss. And uh, Sherpa my best laid plans are in my other pants. That's a good line. That, that was one my, of my favorite, favorite lines. That's yes. My... Yes. Oh, yes. Kylan's paying attention to lyrics, and we agree on something. Yes. We haven't agreed on anything in a, in a while. We did it, guys. Lyrics. We did it. We agreed. My best laid plans are in my other pants, other pants. is one of my favorite lines probably ever. I mean, it's just It's very great. good. I'm going to use that good. at work tomorrow. I'm going to be like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'm Let us know how it goes. Day. 
They're in my other pants, bro. You should you should uh, TikTok that thing. Maybe it'll get duetted <laughs> out the wazoo. I'll lose like a hundred thousand followers. Yeah, that's like your follow up. <laughs> yep. See, that's the other stressful thing is I haven't made a video since because I'm worried it's not gonna measure up right. to this one. Sophomore slump. How do you follow? I know. I know. <laughs> Sophomore that's slump so at the age of thirty. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything else about this song? I do. Josh have does. One more thing. I do. And it, this is kind of a theme for me for the rest of the record that I noticed on that I think really is noticeable in this song um, is that this record and the songs that they did, it's just packed with stuff. But also it's like there are no like almost musical breaks. It's like first chorus, I mean, first verse, mm -hmm. chorus, straight into the second verse, mm -hmm. straight into right. the second chorus, straight into the bridge. Um, I'll mention it on the next song, but this is where... The song is just really fast and there's so much packed into like a short amount of time that so in some ways it's fine um personally i like when songs like can breathe a little bit and have a little bit more time for like oh right. like let's put a cool like musical part or like a melody here on like that play on the guitar but this song in particular and a lot on this record don't have that space it's just so much crammed no, in with like no vocal like breaks all concentrated but yes uh, I wonder how much like, well, I mean, TJ brought up in our in our group text that this may be the shortest album that we've covered. Yeah. I mean, it's really? all contender. like, yeah, it's 37 minutes. I mean, that's like, oh, very succinct. That's like pretty fast for what, like 11, 10 songs. Like, yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. we've been doing like albums that have like 14 songs on them and stuff. So like, yeah, it feels like, yeah, Josh, that makes sense of like. Like, I wonder if maybe Steve Taylor and Newsboy, since they've worked together before, maybe they kind of figured out some sort of like, fat. yeah, they just, everything feels like a concentrate of a song. Well, you know and I mean? we kind of like talked about that a little bit on Take Me to Your Leader, where we're like, you could trim up some stuff here. And it's like, they were, they noticed that themselves probably. Like, they listened okay, to our notes. Let's do a three and a half minute song and just <laughs> did it. Throw everything so I traveled back to 2002. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's great. Well, does anybody have anything else on Live in Stereo? Nope. Sydney, are you still cruising down the road on your road trip? I am. This yeah, is mind, this, is this like, still your favorite song on the yeah, road? Yeah, I'm like doing this, like in traffic, oh, yeah. slowing down. Rock on. Yeah, Sydney, is this uh, still your? You said you remembered this being your. I favorite. remembered this being still my your favorite? favorite. Or do you need? Do you need to listen to? I'm gonna have to all listen of to it before whole. you make an, some more before you make a judgment. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna have to listen to the whole thing. All right. Well. Let's move on to track number three, Million Pieces, parentheses, kissing your cares goodbye. They were allowed to say kissing on this album. Um, yeah, dude. I'm really I'm telling. I feel like current day newsboys would not use the word kissing in their songs. Probably not. Scandalous. Man, but hearing this intro makes me kiss my cares goodbye. I'll say that. Yeah. I've heard this song is really chill. But so chill. it's also kind of like Josh was talking about, like there's not a lot of room for it to breathe. Uh I thought that it it stayed interesting enough musically, like like to keep you interested, like keep you listening. Even yeah. though it's like pretty chill i never like checked out 
do you think that's more to do with the fact that they're not from this country? Like, do you think we would find if we listened to a lot of Australian music, Hmm. that would be the style where there's just like not a lot of breaks. It just keeps going. And that we're used to a more like American Western. What do you think? Interesting. It's a great question. Yeah. Cause I'm curious about that. If I haven't listened to enough. I feel like they'd be pretty Americanized at this point though in their career because they've been so popular over here for so long at this point that's true that's true but that is a great question you pose yeah i don't know i don't know any other australian music besides men at work colin hay architecture in helsinki oh architecture in helsinki yeah um nicole kidman australian musicians actually Uh, kenny chesney is is kenny chesney australian i think he's australian keith urban no keith urban keith urban that's what i meant that's that's who i meant sorry guys okay (laughs) i'm the asshole fuck me like sorry i mixed up keith urban my my brother-in-law is just a big keith urban fan so i know too much about keith urban Uh, keith urban's the one that's married to nicole kidman though right right correct right okay yeah yeah, the other one was married to Renee Zellweger for like a week. Perfect. All right, uh, welcome to Celebrity Jams now. Uh, I could I, resident expert I, Sydney Dave. <laughs> um, so I don't I have a lot of notes on this song. Uh, my wife apparently remembered this song on the radio. Uh, oh yeah. When I put this on in the car, she's like, "I remember hearing this on the radio." Didn't realize it was like a quote unquote Christian song. Right. Oh. I think really? this was like their big sort of breakout. Yeah. Kind of song. Yeah. For sure. Uh I also wrote Macy Gray question mark. I don't know what I meant by that because I wrote these notes so long ago. <laughs> Maybe this feels like a Macy Gray song. I could I could hear Macy Gray sing in or this. Or do they do like a scream in this song? I don't think so. I think okay. I think That's I just true. I think I just wish Macy Gray covered this song. <laughs> you were just dreaming of Macy Gray. Yeah. I my favorite part of the song is the quiet bridge. I wrote the same. And that's also, PJ, that is the first time that Peter Furler is not singing from 15 seconds to two minutes and 40 seconds. Wow. Like oh two and a half minutes something where here. he just starts singing and he just bam, 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 bam. First chorus, first chorus, first chorus bridge. Like, so I think that's, it's a nice reprieve. You're like, oh, okay. Yes. He literally I think just that's had to why it, Yeah, he, just, <laughs> he had to like, take like a, a water break. <laughs> I need a minute, guys. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't even realize that when I wrote that, like, yeah, the song stays interesting throughout. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I guess that's crazy that you picked up on that, Josh. That's why I I just love doing this podcast with you, man. Uh, These are the technicalities I'm here for. Exactly. Nerdy observations Uh, by Josh. I got another one is that I, Kylan, to your point earlier, We've had a lot of albums recently that kind of struggled with flow. I thought this album flowed really well because like, as mm-hmm. you mentioned, it kind of takes it down a notch, but still stays interesting. I thought this one yes. was set up very well sequenced. I hmm. agree with that. So no alternative track list from Kylan? No alternative track list, man. Wow. Well, I don't think so. No. That's impressive. I mean, it's only 10 songs. True. So like, Only it's 10 like, songs? It's like, well... Those Sydney, songs got me, me through puberty, okay? <laughs> You're reducing her experience down yeah, yeah. to a narrow-minded, Damn. simplistic synopsis, Kylan, and we will Only. not have it. Hey, Only. welcome to Church Jams Now. My name is Kylan Savage. If you've never listened to this before, you're surprised. 
<laughs> this is my whole vibe. Cut everything. This was my childhood. Yeah. Sydney, like... <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but Kylan's made a name for himself on this podcast for being the guy that cuts great albums down to, in his opinion, great albums. Even You're going to say great albums, even better EPs. It just wants. Oh, I'm just trying to be real generous. I want everything to be EPs. I don't today. have time. I don't have time to listen to full albums. Who has time to listen to? We're albums? millennials. We don't listen to full anything. Right. Attention span. Right. Who? What? Right. Sorry, I gotta go, guys. I don't have time. <laughs> Bye, TJ. See, ya. let's move on to track number four, the title track, Thrive. I'm always here for weird chorus guitar. I love that mm. guitar in the intro, but they are starting to get into the more like CCM worship kind of stuff. Put your hands up. Put your hands I up. I do think this song was my least favorite. I only remember that because I always wonder why they always name albums after my least favorite song on the album. <laughs> yeah. And like, what this is one I of feel them. Like what are some, can you think of any other yeah, ones? Yeah, give us some other examples. Um, I'm trying to think. I have to Google it. This is um, a this is a topic I've considered before. So I would yeah, love like the input. Usually, if I go on iTunes and there's like a big, huge bar of like how many have been downloaded, I know that's going to be my least favorite song. And then the right. ones that are the mm. least downloaded are usually. I'm trying to think of other albums like that. I feel like Ariana Grande might have had one like that. Um, I feel like country albums are usually like that. Um, Taylor Swift's album, uh, yeah. Red. Uh, Red was like my least favorite song on that album For sure <laughs> speak now was another one where i was like speak now is fine but of all the songs on that album i would have thought i liked For the sure. other ones better hmm. well that actually brings me to one of my notes was like why why was this like why do they name the album after this song yeah because this yeah. song in general just feels pretty weak to me because i think it's like strong christian imagery that's well, my I like the theory. idea that thrive conveys this song isn't the greatest though but i do like the idea of what any all the ways you can interpret thrive right kyla can i ask you a question please do were you googling mandy Moore earlier oh yeah yeah and what did you googling. find out <laughs> <laughs> i forgot I that i have my taylor goldsmith of dawes <laughs> i was yeah. I'm just curious what you found out about her and what the google resolved for you uh well no i couldn't remember i was doing a trivia thing and i couldn't remember the name of her character on this is us oh, this is a wild tangent i forgot that i had all of my <laughs> i'm sharing my screen of all of my Doing trivia yeah, is like the, the perfect excuse for Googling any random thing. You're like, it was for trivia. It was for, <laughs> it was trivia. for trivia. Well, I do a trivia thing. So like, yeah, I guess. Well, you know, I wouldn't believe you except you got me with trivia last week. So now I believe that's that you right. do a lot that's of trivia. Right. Well, I, I I host a trivia night and all this stuff. So Oh, that's like, cool. Yeah. So I do just trivia is just on my brain all the time. And I couldn't remember Mandy Moore's character's name. Uh, yeah, if, and this is us. Uh, if I ever shared Moore, my screen, it would be like us. all serial killer shit. So I don't blame you. And her yeah. name on This Is Us is Peter Furler, who. <laughs> Sorry, I tried. That's a good transition. Um, I will say I, I have a couple notes about this song, if I may. You may. Uh, this is the first song to feature my patented favorite thing, Sweet Sweet Bass. Sweet Sweet Bass. Uh, sweet Snarrow. 
no sweet sweet cinnamon rolls. No, I'm done. Uh, but there's some sweet sweet bass in here. He's not doing anything crazy, but the bass just sits uh, really nice in the mix. Like it, mm. it's really satisfying where it mm. is in the mix. You can hear it. It it stands out without like without. I don't know. It does what really good bass in my mind does. It keeps the rhythm going, um, but it doesn't call too much attention to itself. You know, like, so it just, it just feels nice. And I just, I love Phil Joel playing bass. I got a couple more notes about his bass playing throughout the rest of this uh, record. The only other note that I had is I love the chorus but I'm confused from a songwriting perspective why they don't rhyme the first two lines, but they rhyme the second two lines. So the lyrics on the chorus are, will you lift me up with tender care? Will you wash me clean in the palm of your hands? Lord, hold me close so I can thrive. When you touch me, that's when I know I'm alive. So thrive and alive yeah. rhyme, but tender care, palm of your hands don't rhyme. You think that they would do, you'd think that they would say, will you lift me up with tender care? Lord, hold me close so I can thrive. Will you wash me clean in palm of your hands? When you touch me, that's when I know I'm alive. Exactly. Yeah, right. I would think like an A-B-A-B -A -B -A -B thing, but yeah. they tried like an A, whatever the hell this thing is, B-B. An A-B-C-C. A-C-B. A classic rhyme scheme. An A-B-C-C. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have odd. anything to contribute to that, but like for what's like the, the, album title you know for what's probably a pretty big song uh it just seemed weird that they just decided to sort of skip the the rhyme scheme for the first but you know it it still flows so yeah, yeah. i mean like i'm not mad about it i'm just, it's just a little curious to me this was also the only newsboys song that i remember actually making it into the youth group like song rotation for when you would like, I don't want to say hymns, but like whenever at the beginning of like Wednesday night or Sunday night church, you would like sing first uh, before the, this was one of the only ones I remember ever being hmm. like projected so we could all sing it. That's okay. interesting, oh, wow. Sydney, because I actually, there's one later on the album that that was my experience with. So really? I'm, I'm curious to see what you say. When yeah. We and maybe it. I forgot about one, but I do. The minute I heard this, I was like, oh, I remember that. I remember like, like the you one. know, like it's projected on the wall and everybody's like singing it and stuff yeah especially yeah. the lifted up part i remember that wild okay because i actually had a question regarding what both of y'all are talking about for a later song so Ooh. i guess we're just teasing all kinds of shit sure. uh, <laughs> what a tease uh we josh do you have anything on this song uh it's gave me u2 vibes and definitely yeah but i feel like it was more like how to dismantle an atomic bomb 2004 u2 vibes which is interesting oh. but maybe i'm just Pretty like mashing everybody to listen to their album youtube no that was well that was the one that yeah that yeah. was later Before that, that. that was songs of innocence yeah yeah, yeah that was yeah. Way that later, was a great but... album uh, we're not gonna get into yeah that, that could be a patreon episode <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i could maybe be conjoining like their 2000 album of all that you can't leave behind and maybe those albums kind of run together a little bit so but right i was I, when this song kicked in, I was like, oh, gosh, like big how to dismantle vibes. Uh -huh. For sure. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with that. I don't know if anyone else does, but Josh, I'm here for well, all the U2 references. I, well, I guess uh, I mean, is too. I feel she's like got a tattoo on her side. Yeah, I've got does. a tattoo on this, my ass. Which is it from that album, the How to Dismantle Atomic Bomb? It's Vertigo, isn't it? 
Yeah, Vertigo is the big Uno, dos, tres, catorce. Is that what you yep. have tattooed? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I just have catorce. Catorce. That's it. I just trim the fat. You have to trim the fat. There's like a lot of just catorce. Right. Which leads me to a really important question of the songs (laughs) we have listened to so far. Which would you get tattooed on your ass? Anybody? Ooh, I would definitely get best laid plans in my other pants. That'd be so perfect if it's on my leg where the (laughs) pocket is, like right, you know, like right on my thigh, like upper thigh. I mean, that's that's you go to reach for for it and you're like, oh. They're oh, literally guys mm, in my other pants. Other pants, other guys. Yeah, I agree. With no, that. I mean, that's there's no like better that, answer. That's the answer. Yeah, no one can that top is. that. That is the answer. Although, I I'm really thinking about getting like Sherpa-less. Sherpa-less. Oh like, yeah, one of those, like and like old English font, chest right. like on your chest right. collarbone. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's great. I love it. I like that a or lot. You can get jacobian ladder on your knuckles <laughs> you could get you could get fit? a little ladder you could get a little ladder and then oh, uh, without flipping you guys off you could get a little ladder and then it could say like yeah like little jacobian okay. <laughs> like, or I'm... when you do people when you do flip people off you go hey climb this ladder like <laughs> <laughs> i got a ladder for you i got a yeah. ladder if you need to get somewhere or you flip somebody oh, off and they're like is that a jacobian ladder oh. <laughs> and they're not even that's like it's yeah like so specific oh <laughs> I want to meet the guy Thrive. who I, I want to meet. I do want to meet the guy that I would be pissed off enough to want to flip off, who then would become my best friend because yeah, they, they understood the, the Jacobian ladder. Because reference. they get the newsboys reference. <laughs> He's got the same tattoo, and you guys can join them like like lightsabers. Do any of you actually have a song lyrics tattooed anywhere? I do. I have. I have. I need you so much closer from Transatlanticism by Death Cab on my arm. There you go. Um, that was else? a song that was playing in my car when I got in a car wreck. I, I just got died. Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> I can't. It's hard to show, but it's, that's funny. Yeah, it's not a song. my favorite song. Yoda. Let's Yoda. move on to track number something five. five. Let's move on to track number five. Rescue. Thanks, Josh. I love this one. I felt like they were continuing. So their album before this, right, was Love Liberty Disco. Correct. And they were keeping that Love Liberty Disco vibe. I wrote, I'm here for the white boy funk. <laughs> I said, is this ABBA? It's very ABBA. Yes, it's very oh, ABBA. Wow. It's wh- it is, yeah. White boy funk. Like, I will say I agree. I'm also a big sucker for like sweet, sweet synth, tight disco beat, and piano hook. Yep. Like that's like... Thank you. Please, I'll have another. Yeah. When I was this age listening to this album, I really wanted to be a CSI. Um, and so when he would get to the part where he's like, it's in the bones, like it's DNA, I'd always be like, mm-hmm. like this is me. It <laughs> That's me. my vibe. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Yeah, I can dig this song, man. Uh, it does feel like a Love Liberty Disco B-side. Yeah. But, I don't think I would have made that okay. connection. Really? Yeah. Well, good observance. Know, love, good observance. That's what I'm here for, man. The good observances. The good I've got that tattooed on my other ass cheek. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Tattoo Jams Now. Tattoo um, Jams Now. So, okay. So, this was my question when I was listening to this song. But both of you guys, uh, both TJ and Sydney, 
brought up on the last song, like um, hearing specific like newsboy songs in church. I feel like I didn't really. Um, and it was this song that made me really start thinking about it. Like, especially at this time, like 2002, like, I won't say that they were never in church. I didn't hear them at least very often enough to be right. memorable, but I feel like they were doing the same kind of CCM thing that like Chris Tomlin and Matt Redman were doing. Mm. Um, but I never heard like any newsboy songs that were in the rotation as much as like how great is our God right. or, or any of those songs, but right. they have songs that I think, you know, are comparable like Thrive yeah. was definitely kind of like that, but I didn't really ever hear them that much. And I kind of wonder why. And I wrote, is it the accent? <laughs> or <laughs> like, did maybe... people like, like in America, like in Arkansas and Oklahoma and Nebraska, like maybe not feel comfortable as comfortable singing those songs because he Thrive. sings with like, yeah, exactly. They're like, like, they're like, well, shrimp don't belong on the barbecue. So we can't listen to this Australian nonsense. My best laid plans are to in it, my old pants. <laughs> right. But, like, they were big. Like, everyone was listening to them. Yeah. But, like, no one wanted to cover them in church. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. it was, like, maybe it's because they used the word kiss. Mm. Probably. Probably. It was all the kissing. Band. Yeah. They were pretty talking scandalous. about Sherpas. I right. mean, we can't have Sherpas in church. They don't belong yeah. What here. is this? Yeah. A, a Nepalese folk song? <laughs> Nepalese. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I won't. Never mind. I'll leave it. <laughs> that's great. No, that's a good question, Kyle. I feel like they did have some later in a song that is maybe next on this record, I think, did get some church play. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I yeah. feel like their current stuff is like almost right. written for church. No, well, for sure. And we've direction. talked about that a lot yeah. of how they've gone kind of full CCM at this point. Yeah. But, like, around the time that this album came out, like, 2002, like, okay, I remember Shine was the theme of one of the vacation Bible schools that I went to in, like, 1998. Wow. But I didn't really hear Newsboys a whole lot, like, in 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 Big Church. Big Church. Oh, God, I haven't heard that in so long. <laughs> big Solid. Big Church. Dang, that's interesting. Well, we got any other I any will, notes? I have my notes for this song. I said... High energy, low engagement, skip. <laughs> wow. I wasn't, really, I wasn't really feeling this one. It felt like filler to me. Yeah, yeah. No. It feels like Easter well, grass. Which is great that you guys love it so much. Easter grass. Well, I did say that it, it feels like a Love, Liberty, Disco B-side. The thing yeah. is, I think I love, I love, love Liberty Disco so much that hearing even just like a little bit of it on this record, like energized me. And I was here for it. Yeah, I really like this one as well. So I, love... I think it was the okay. disco element that got me, hooked me. Do you think Love, Liberty, Disco was like their response to Panic at the Disco? It was way before Panic, panic at the they Disco. They don't want us to panic, maybe. Or maybe Panic at the Disco was like, no, we don't want Love and Liberty at the Disco. We want Panic. We're panicking. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe yeah. it was a response to the Smith song. But okay, yeah. Love Liberty Disco era and and well, never mind. I'll save that for whenever we do that episode. Um, <laughs> let's move on to track number. I don't know any of these. What are six. we on? Eight. Six. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> track number six. You said this one was songs. short, man. <laughs> it is. I know. You don't get to complain about this one.
I wrote that the vocal synth in this intro is really good, and it totally okay. fits in like with music today. Okay, yes, agreed. But also, it reminds me of the Moby song at the end of the Born Identity credits. Wow, that's so like, specific. It's so specific, but I swear if you listen to he it... He's the only person like watching all the Born credits. This one. <laughs> How can you not? This one made it into church. Yes. This is Thank you. One. Okay, we're finally at the one that I was thinking. I heard this so many times in youth group, in big mm-hmm. church, at camp, like yep. a bazillion times. Yep. So, Kylan, did you not hear this one at church? No, I guess not. You know what's okay. even crazier is that the church I go to now actually does the pre-chorus of this. They like do a tag of it and they've like brought it back. And, wow. it, and it works wow. pretty well it's like too. retro now? Yeah, it is retro. So I'm like, the first time they did it, I was like, are you doing that old news song? But <laughs> yeah, news. it works. That's wild. Deep cut. <laughs> so yeah, it is a very much a deep cut. So That's it is okay. still making the rounds. Huh. Yeah, I think maybe I heard this at like, youth camp like in yeah. high school yeah. like it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it was too hip for like for big church but like youth group camp i did hear this we'll see chorus. it got to big church about five years later right exactly. like i was right. a senior uh, in high school and they were like "Ooh, we're edgy now guys we're gonna play this song in big church we finally figured out the accent problem <laughs> <laughs> to go to 2006 to figure out the accent. God Almighty. <laughs> That's it, right? Did Jump I do it? That was perfect. Yeah. Uh, I wrote more sweet, sweet bass. I'm here for the sweet, sweet bass on this record, guys. I yeah. I really want to see somebody perform this as like a poem just because I want to see the four oh 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 <laughs> over and over oh. and over. Oh. Oh, over. Oh, I love. Hey, you got to pick a different inflection That's for That's your each next one. TikTok. Oh. Yeah, exactly. There oh. you go. Oh. You, you got to get. Oh. oh. That's how you're gonna follow up the the Fitbit TikTok. <laughs> yeah, and then when it's like not popular, at the end I'll just be like, I wear my Fitbit on my ankle. You should try. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, I love the drum production on this song too. The big open, like kind of stuttery drums. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It, Steve Taylor, I think, knows how to produce drums. 100%. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Drum sounds on this record are great. Which is wild because he's produced a lot of like really chill music, but he can do he can do drums like pretty well. I was really bored with this song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it got real boring real quick. I'll give you that. More yeah. like the boring identity, right, TJ? <laughs> Uh, that's way funnier than it should be <laughs> i know i, I really know. like that i like that so much i had nothing to say <laughs> it's good cool i did like well i i thought going into this record that it was going to be a lot more worshipy and yes this is really the only one i mean you could maybe say thrive and then million pieces are they touch on it but in a way that i feel like isn't too overdone so i was fine with right. this being just the one like worship song when there were i expected there to be more of them so that was nice for sure okay this moment at the end with the big chunky guitars this feels like they're trying to do like a u2 thing i can see that i was trying to like hear some u2 lyrics over this song to see if maybe i would like it more no do you want me to do my bono impression again yes josh you need to do your bono impression again do it yes 
Your Bono impression was so good. <laughs> Bring it back. We need it. Man, which which album are we trying to go off of here? Which one do you want? Rattle and hum, baby. Rattle, rattle and hum. hum. Oh, rattle the, and hum me up. Blue sky oh, that sounds dirty. <laughs> Josh, you can rattle and hum yeah, me up. Yeah, put anytime. those lyrics over this song. Can't I, I don't know. I think that works. That. The, I don't know. All right, let's move on to track number seven. Cornelius. Callum, this is your fave, right? I remember, <laughs> I specifically remember you sharing about how much you loved this song. Yes, when I was 12. Yes. This was my pump up song. Right. Because I was in a lot of situations in which I needed to get pumped up. Mm-hmm. Like forensics tournaments. Ren- Matt, exactly. Magic no, shows. at 12, totally. it was even pre that. I was homeschooled. What the fuck did I have to do? I had to watch The Price is Right and do language arts by myself? What You're did like, I have to get pumped up I have for? To translate, like, I have to translate the elven language. I need to get pumped up for this. <laughs> Excuse me. I translated the Dwarvish runic alphabet. Oh, my bad. It's way different than either of get the two right, main Josh. elvish languages in Lord of the Rings. That's true. Different very true. syntax. I wrote this is a fun concept for a song. Cornelius from the Bible. Yeah. Oh, is that where that comes from? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a Cornelius yeah. in the Bible? Yeah. Cornelius is a centurion. He was he was like the centurion that um was like, nah, Jesus is rad. He's cool. I'm cool, Jesus. Oh. And Remind me what a centurion is again. It's like a soldier. Like a Roman soldier. A Roman soldier. Okay. Okay. I don't know why I was thinking of a centaur. I was like, there's a centaur in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, Cornelius there's Cornelius the centaur. I was like, yeah. what part of the Bible yeah. did I miss? No. Four, four he, legs, he, he taught defense against the dark arts, yep. and he loved Jesus. Yeah. He was Snape's <laughs> half-brother. He, he gallops up, and he's like, Jesus is dope. And then Jesus he gallops. is dope. <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah. I'm um, totally animating a centaur who runs up and says, Jesus is dope. Jesus <laughs> is dope. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to believe him. If that happened to you, you'd be like, okay, I believe it. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that is canon now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wrote Cornelius more like corny to us. Oh, and oh. I, I, that just, was almost, that was just as bad as anything in this song. <laughs> and, and can you blame me for, for leaning into that uh, no. lyrical aesthetic? Here's the thing. Um, I agree. I think it's a great concept for a song. I like the na na na's. Those were a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. his kneel is real. Get Wait, out of what? here. Get out yeah, of here. From the bottom of the barrel there. Go. Just leave. Wait, where does it say that? His kneel is real. Like they sing that. Put the just in justified. Justified. Yeah, I yeah. love it, dude. At, no, no. But guys, okay, can we just talk? For a second, about the line, probably one of the greatest lines in music history. He sings earnestly, what rhymes with Cornelius? And then gang vocals, everyone from back, way behind the mic yells, helium. There's got to yeah. be a better rhyme than that. Yeah. At, at that point, I was already like so done. Like, I didn't, I couldn't. Can you think of to... one? Can you think of what rhymes with Cornelius better than helium? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it could have at least it? been a plural of helium. Heliums. You could, <laughs> you could do like feelings. 
feeling feelings. See, I I guarantee you, Steve There's Taylor something. and all the newsboys sat around in the studio. They were like for days mulling well, over this problem. Gotta be hey, something. Siri. Probably did. Oh yes. <laughs> hey Siri. Yes. Let's get some AI in this. What rhymes with Cornelius? <laughs> She's not talking to me. What rhymes? We- wheelies. Wheelies. Free, free us. us. Free us. Free us. Free us. Freely, freely us. Yeah. Corn feel for us. Corn, corn, corn fields for us. Corn fields for us. Corn fields for us. Corn fields for us. Corn so, fields for us. Delius is one. Mm. And then Cornelius just spelled differently. <laughs> <laughs> what like, if they just went with that and you had to read what the Cornelius. What if they just... What? I don't know. I appreciate the goofiness of this song. Yeah. Like, I appreciate it for what it is. It is cheesy. It is corny. It is goofy. I can but respect I think that, it, I think it knows it. That's the thing is, like, they, they know what they're doing sure. in this song. It's not like they're they're unaware of the ridiculousness of all of this, which is why I can kind of appreciate it. Yeah. More on the lyrics. Back to your the question that I teased earlier, Kylan, is how many songs that were in a CD in family Christian, a CD sitting on a shelf in family Christian bookstore. How many CDs had Take a, a song that was yes. Or Mardell, but I grew up going to family Christian bookstore had the lyrics chafe and wuss in the lyrics. Cause this song uh, has yeah. both. He says wuss. Yeah. But he says, chafe. this is why news boys didn't get, didn't get covered in, in church. Does he that call Cornelius? Too, he said, yeah, he's not rhymes a wuss. With Cornelius. Honestly, wuss rhymes better than helium. Where is it? Oh, 100%. Absolutely, it does. He's ready to fight, but not to fuss. We like, we like Cornelius. He isn't a wuss. He never was. Uh, that feels like very like Peter Pan and the Lost Boys. Kind yeah. Of like it's very piratey. It's very Lord of the Flies. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. I wrote too about this song. It's like, it feels very stadium rock, but not like, not like arena rock and roll it feels like professional sports band or like a pep rally yeah yes i can see that so you're not thinking queen vibes because i kind of got queen vibes if there's a a call and response some brian may in that guitar a little more like if you could change the lyrics it could be queen like you could you could you, they'd be on a bill together ready to fight but not to fuss we we like we like i can see that being a queen song yeah for sure or it feels like, you know, the University of Nebraska fight song or something. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah, rah, rah, shishkamba, Cornelius, Cornelia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Still I rhymes still better like... than helium. Okay. I got nothing. I love the helium line. That, like, legitimately made me, like, giggle. Like, I stopped listening. I, like, paused it and was like, that is very funny. Um,. <laughs> But I mean, what do I know? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think this like is it. a funner song. When I was like listening to this album critically, I was like, I didn't remember the song when I was a kid, and I don't know how I missed it. I would have loved it when I was a kid, but I was like assessing it like critically now. I'm like, ah, I see what they're trying to do. It's not as fun as like the old fun newsboy stuff. But I threw it on right. when I was giving my boys a bath. So it was on in the background, and I was like, all right, this is fun when it's like just on in the background. It's a bath good time fun song. Time. Yeah, 100 great bath time yeah, song. Great yeah. bath time song. Highly recommend. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's not it's not as great as I remember being a kid. I did say in, in part A that this was my favorite song 
when I was growing up. But uh, it was very, very fun. It yeah, was fun. It's fun. Um, I don't um, give it that. It's fun. You read the chafe line just so we get it on mic. Come on and see the big man's boss. The mind clears out when you're taking up the cross. Yeah, his burden's easy. Noah, don't chafe. It's God's safe harbor. Why play it safe? Wow. Who, who else would write something like that? No one. Incredible. Peter Furler. I was never previously concerned that it would chafe. But <laughs> right. now that they but let me know it won't. Now that you say it. <laughs> right. It's like, that would be concerning had it chafed. That's true. <laughs> Uh, this line too, every generation knows the doers do the posers pose. Cause every time the pop goes fizz, another yes man gets his that. If you guys don't remember in our newsies boys quiz, all three of y'all thought that was a line from I newsies. Did. We I did. did. <laughs> what, so what, what do you think he means when he says the pop goes fizz? What do you I don't know. It are? feels like he like, is that like, revelations? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's, That's the ESV. after the centaur. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you got That's right. The message. You got to get the message. <laughs> yeah, that's the message Bible. Yeah. Oh Listen, there's a pop. There's a fizz. Just trust pop us. Goes fizz. Another yes man gets his. It feels very like a uh, 1940s gangster for like or I was one say, second. Like, like Mad Men or something. Right. Like, like your time the pop like goes. You've got fizz, a headache. Another yes man gets his. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Well. Oh. Oh. Guys, can we just um, all stop for a minute? Uh, because I have a very big announcement in terms of Church Jam's now podcast history. Um, I would like to take this moment to officially recognize and give the best bass award <laughs> to Phil Joel for Cornelius. <laughs> what? Wow. I think his bass in this song is so good. Everyone give it up for Phil Joel for Cornelius. Phil. Here, here. Uh the bass is what made this song, man. And it was really great. I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote these. I wrote I wrote these notes along. <laughs> I have no clue. Uh, but I guess Phil Joel's bass was really good. So let's move on to track number 15. Uh, the Fad of the Land. Track eight. Eight. <laughs> the Fad of the Land. I'm a I remember thinking this was like so edgy. Well, that's because it's uh, it's Blur. It's the band Blur. Oh, yes. That's why it okay. feels edgy. You're so right. <laughs> okay. Well, and also I remember thinking like Fat of the Land was like like they were taking a dig at somebody. Right. I don't know. Okay. Like in my 14 year old mind, to me that sounded like oh I get it. You know, yeah. edge. Yeah. Well, it's got They're some attitude. Subversive. It does. Yeah. They 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 do this blues rock riff. And then they drop into this like kind of arpeggiated major happy sound. And I put Josh's nerd music theory uh, hat on when I was listening to the song. And I went and I plinked around on the piano until I figured out what chords they were doing because I hated it. You what? And and I hated this song. Yeah. I okay. I'm going to explain. Give me a second. So okay, they okay. do this like B minor to F sharp minor interchange, right? For the right. opening line. And that's that, that's that attitude you're talking about, Sydney. 
that's that like grit and that that edge to that edge yeah and i love that i'm i'm on board for it it's not that it's a bad concept but then they just like it's like they've got some some real creepy gory like vampire teeth or something and then they drop into this really pretty like outlined guitar going to the relative major a major and it's like they take their vampire teeth out and they were dentures the whole time they weren't real they were fake the whole time. It was all fake. They, they turn off the smoke machine. They turn the lights on and you see that like, it's just some grandpa. He was pretending to be like a vampire or something, trying to scare everybody. And he's not scary. He's, he's just an old grandpa. He didn't have any teeth. He's just sitting in his wheelchair. So what is, what is, what does fake vampire have to do with this song? When they turn the lights on, that's when they go to the A major. Is that, the, I'm like, is that the pre-chorus? I'm out. Where it gets that has that major lift to it. Yeah. Turn and the it, lights and on it, and it's like then the they outlined get, guitar. They get heavy again for the chorus. That does... They do. They get okay. heavy again. Then they turn and the lights back point, off. No, the lights are still on and they're they're trying to put the teeth back in. But like we all kind of know, like we already saw that it was wow. all just like a production and I don't buy it anymore. That's I wild. will say later in the song, maybe the lights go back off again. And I'm like, all right, this is cool. But for like I, most of the song, I was like, I was real out of it. I was like, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, really. This was this this was actually my favorite song on the record. This is the best song on the record. This is the best song on the record. Yes, the best Josh. one. Are they? Yeah, or maybe they're like in the background. Cause like go down to that second one where it says, "Yeah, every trend I do endorse. Got my genomes mapping. Caught my smart dog napping." I don't know. Those lyrics could be wrong. Can we play the beginning again and see if What's like? What's your understanding of the lyrics, Josh? The great thing about this song is about fads from 2002, but I feel like it's still relevant. Like other than sure. there's the get your pager on, but I think that's hilarious now. Like that's a cool retro. Right. But because you know my number, I'm a wireless wonder. Got thumbs of thunder. Those are great lyrics. That's so oh, good. Thumbs that of part thunder. is really nice. Those yeah. are great lyrics. Soul daddies. Soul I mean, come daddies? on. Soul daddies is just like that's literally. <laughs> I've yeah. got that right above my ass tattooed. <laughs> it's all over the place. That's Soul true. daddies yeah. and firewire tumble dryer. TJ, I think I'm, I'm gonna so, get that. I'm so surprised you don't like that because I it's like later in. I think they're like. We're going major because you think we're going to build up and have this nice, big, feel-good major chord to expect. And then they're like, drop it back down again. Like, the dynamics are all over the place in the best way. It's like whenever they go full on with them, whenever they, like, when they're changing modes, they're going between the the minor and the major. Whenever they're full on in either, I think it works, like, perfectly. It's just that first one where they're like, we're real, we're real like rock and roll right now. And then they drop back to just like the outlined like guitar diamonds. Like that part just didn't work for me because it was like, it's like, uh, what are we doing? Are we like, are we, are we in it? It, it was like, I got whiplash a little bit, I think. Yeah. But later yeah, in the song, see, it worked. That's why I loved it though. It kept me on my toes. Yes. Oh, you like that? Like I okay. didn't, you, I didn't know. Like it felt like, it felt like blur, especially right at first. Totally. That Especially yes. like song, song two, that woo absolutely but yeah and i thought all the lyrics were like super witty kind of conceptual 
also the idea of just like like he says living off the fat of the land you know obviously yeah. taking like living off like the fat with a t but mm-hmm. replacing it with fad Bad, like yeah. i don't yeah i'm really surprised you didn't like this song TV. well i'll like, say lyrically i did me. like it. it i'm my critique is of the the feel of the song and the sort of the vibe progression and yeah <laughs> maybe, the vibe maybe i'm the maybe vibe. they're manipulating you like the fads manipulate you though like that's oh. what they're trying to communicate with the music it's all manipulation to where like oh feel gritty feel happy feel gritty vampire mm-hmm. teeth molars or dentures <laughs> i'm just pushing back on the fad man i don't yeah. know this was a this was a great song that had just tons packed into it of just like so much little stuff going on i specifically this love, was like, the newsboys i know and love yeah didn't really show up on the rest of this record yes there's just mm. so much in such a short song they have so much going on like all these little parts i love like there's tremolo on Peter's O's and like the pre-chorus and like the left channel. So there's like every part of the song has like new stuff in the background coming in, coming out, like the echo echoing stuff. So yeah, I did really like that. Yeah. They production really good production. Phenomenal on this one. All right. Sydney, sure. did you love this song or hate this song? Who's right and who's Question, wrong? Though. Settle Question. our disputes. This will it. settle. This will settle it. What do you think he means when he says, soul daddies in a fire wire tumble dryer <laughs> oh it's easy he loves soul daddies and they're on fire in a tumble dryer but what's a wire tumble tumble dryer i a mean fire, fire wire tumble dryer what's yeah. a fire fire wire fire, wire, fire wire, tumble dryer is a, a fire wire tumble dryer is a is a is a tongue twister it's a tongue you love soul daddies and tongue twisters and, and then soul mamas <laughs> broke the breaker soul children packing prozac pacifiers sydney what do you, what's a good line sydney what do you think it means i think it's a critique on ukraine <laughs> from That's 2002 man yes uh, we're oh, reaching back excuse me yes. excuse me not a critique on how russia has treated you a, a critique on ukraine as a country it's i didn't say it was a negative critique <laughs> oh I think, okay oh, i think one of those famously positive critiques i think soul daddies and a firewire tumble dryer i mean you're gonna tell me you don't you don't see the connection there no, I see. Fi- I see. Soul daddies in a firewire tumble dryer as the best. As as it. <laughs> oh, keep. Going. I'm losing my mind. Keep, keep slowly trying to stay continue. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Oh, but okay. To really answer your question, though, let's. Yeah. Okay, all jokes aside, uh, firewire used to be uh, the computer connection, right? Right. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And, like how we have the, the the lightning the lightning yeah. controllers now. Yeah. Firewire is what. This is a critique of consumerism, capitalism, and the Ukraine uh, technocrats, and the Ukraine. And yeah. sure, we'll we'll throw them in there. Yeah. And I like that. I like. I can appreciate that. Um, Firewire tumble dryer. I love it. What's weird is to <laughs> say yep. that five times fast. It, what's weird is like to try to conflate that critique with like the modern Christian uh, structure. That feels strange. Like if if they're like, well, you know, Jesus when he like flipped the tables and he critiqued the money the money changers in the temple. If they're coming from that perspective, then I'm like 100% I'm on board with this. If they're coming from the perspective of like, well, us modern church people, we've got it all figured out, and um, you know, c- c- capitalism and consumerism is wrong, but we've got it all figured out. We're okay. If they're like taking exception, then I'm like, I don't know. Is this that, is that like, what you're asking, Sydney? Like, is no, it, like, like that's like a good answer. That's like a legit. <laughs> I don't. Answer. I yeah. that's my theory. That's like this. 
huh. harebrained philosophers. Does this one have any like religious implications in it? It seems just like a straight up kind of like, well, maybe like a culture, very... like song about culture. We all need to plug into our maker. Right. I was going to say the oh, very okay, yeah, last line is quite religious. That's what kind of lands the plane and kind of. But soul children packing their... Prozac pacifiers. Yeah. I like that's a cool. That's a great line. That feels like it would fit in with any sort of indie alternative rock. Yeah. It's also really hard to say five times fast. So <laughs> packing pros, Prozac pacifiers. Packing Prozac pacifiers. Packing Prozac pacifiers. Packing Prozac pacifiers. That to me, that's easier to say than firewire tumble dryer. So Daddy's firewire tumble dryer. Firewire tumble dryer. I sound drunk every time. Alan's favorite line. Firewire tumble dryer. I love firewire tumble dryer. And then what do you think he means with soul mamas broke the breaker? That like was the firewire tumble dryer going so intensely that it tripped the breaker yeah, the soul in, in in Ukraine, and then the soul mamas are the Republic of Croatia, right? And how they responded right. to all of that. Yeah, I understand global politics, right? And the Russians are the soul children pack and Prozac pacifiers. Those are the Russians. Those those that's the Russians. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah. If you don't see it? It's right there. We've solved it, guys. Well, the newsboys solved it in two thousand two, but we helped. Did you guys go politics. to like lyric school? <laughs> or something. Yes, I did. We spent way too much time on this song. Let's move on to track number eighty-five. John Woo. Nine. Track nine. I'm not even gonna correct him anymore. Well, before we really get into it, but TJ, TJ, you look really excited about something. You go See, ahead. Go for it. This is my favorite song on the album. Wow. <laughs> really? Back half oh. is raining on this record. 100%. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Tell me why. Well, can we take a minute before we get into that to talk about John Woo as like sure. a person? I would love Absolutely. to know more. Please. That's part of for, why you I know, like You know, like a little bit of context yes. for people that may not know? Yes. Um, so for people that don't know who John Woo is... Um, He's essentially the Chinese Michael Bay. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he, but cooler. He, well, it, arguably, that's, that's subjective. Cool. Yeah, that's subjective. Uh, but yeah, definitely a hundred percent cooler. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he did like dumb action movies from the eighties all the way into like the two thousands. But he, you know, in America, he was most notably known for doing Face Off with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, Mission Impossible 2, and Hard Boiled. Um, I mean, anytime, if you see at this point, if you see anyone in an action movie, like slow motion pulling a gun up and there's like birds flying behind them, that's like a John Woo reference. Yeah. Huh. I had no idea. I literally didn't know why that song was called that. Yeah. Uh, so he, he was a Chinese director, did a ton of action movies in the 90s 80s 90s and 2000s um which makes sense when you actually like listen to this song it feels like a it feels like it would be on the soundtrack of like uh 90s or 2000s action movie. well that feels very like battle without honor human honor or humility from like the kill bill movie mm -hmm. exactly yeah yeah and that's why this is my favorite song is it is like so it is such a vibe and they lean into like the action movie, like over the top aesthetic on the, on the tune that 
it just worked for me really well. There's like a lot of swagger and attitude. Doesn't feel try hard. Feels very like goofy. So it's like it's newsboys at their best, like lyrically and musically to me that they're just leaning into the absurdity. I don't know. I just I loved it. It's a blast. Start to finish the song. What's your what's your lyrical take on this, TJ? So I think there's an interpretation that the B that they talk about is like sin nature getting into a person's life and the bodyguard is like Jesus. And so he's like trying to, you know, trying to handle the sin almost like a, you know, like a hitman would, which I again think is like a super fun analogy, whether or not you agree with it or like, you know, wherever you land on it. I just, I think it's a blast. Like, that's my interpretation of it, but it's also just a, a great, fun, goofy song at face value. With some that's the absurd thing. I lyrics. think Peter Furler just like stayed up late one night and watched a shit ton of John Woo movies. Totally. And was like, let's write a movie about or write a song about action movies. And if that's the case, also super on board. I also like that he promotes library cards in this song. Yeah, use your your local public library, folks. Yeah, especially if you wear They're a fit on your ankle. Yes. <laughs> especially no tj i think you're right about this song just being like real big vibe i was very confounded by the lyrics and also i was like what's the john and other than it just sounds like an action soundtrack kind of song right cool it felt weird putting it on this record although it's a very fun song it is so yeah it's very fun it felt weird to me but i can get i don't remember this one at all but it's i like it what i'm hearing right now Fear finds him knocking about. Driver, there's a metaphor trying to grit, get out. That's another great line. I like the Gucci-wielding wrist. Yes. Oh, that is a yeah, good that's line. That's a great yeah. line, too. For the metaphor line, I was like, there, he said, there's a Driver, there's a metaphor trying to get out. And I said, there may be, but I surely don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting. I thought like with this song and Cornelius being like on the back half of the record, I feel like you could see newsboys taking their that transition from being like fun, quirky, wacky band from take me to your leader that, you know, to like transitioning to CCM centric for, or say CCM forward now, because like, we're going to put our fun songs, our goofy songs on the back half of the record. Mm. We're going to put our newer stuff that we're going towards in the front observation, Josh. Uh, This is another record though. I mean, I don't know what happened at some point in the last, like, few months but some switch flipped in my head and now i love all the b-sides of all these records way more than i like the a-sides i'm yeah. i'm way more here for the second half of this record this song is probably my new favorite one yeah it's so good right yeah it yeah. doesn't fit with anything else i know josh kind of right. said that it doesn't fit with anything else on this record it almost it gives me the vibe like they were literally just jamming in the garage and then they yeah. just like switched on their recording equipment and decided to put it on yeah. there. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it feels like like Peter Friller is just very familiar with uh John Woo's oeuvre. Well, and I think I wonder if that's a big Steve Taylor influence because Steve Taylor does movies too. So right. I think he probably had a big hand in this song as well. Yeah. I think Steve Taylor loves vibe. John Woo films. What I bet he does. does. He, do? he did Blue Like Jazz. What's yeah, the Donald Donald Miller book? He's <laughs> done a couple other movies, I think, too. But let's look at music up, guys. videos. Yeah, yeah. Let's look it up. <laughs> oh wait, Never mind. don't you want to get to song one thousand and twelve, Kyle? Uh, guys, so we're close. getting the last song. Song number ten. 
Lord, parentheses, I don't know. He reined it in. So this song feels like a just a classic worshipy newsboys tune. I know it was kind of a bummer to me. Honestly, though, I think his vocals sound the best here. Yeah, they sound great. They sound the they sound the least touched up. They sound very like rough and scratchy, and I like mm-hmm. that. They don't sound produced. The yeah. rest of the song is kind of boring, but his vocals I think sound really good in this one. They've got an earnest kind of quality to them. Yeah. I'll say I, f- I felt like this was the song you hear in the foyer between the traditional worship service and the like m- contemporary worship service. This is like the transition song. Mm, I can see where that. Everybody's hanging out. It's yeah. like it's it's too edgy for them to play, but it's like it's right in that middle ground between the services. That's so funny. Hmm. I can see that. I see that. Where you're like all hanging out in the lobby or whatever. Right, exactly. Yeah. And and the band of that uh, worship service is led by like the cool mom with really high swoopy bleached bangs, you know, that kind of come down. Yeah, she's real cool. <laughs> the swoopy bleach. Now, are you mm-hmm. talking the super short haircut with the swoopy bangs? Yes. Or are you talking like, okay. Yeah, good. the flock of seagull kind of right. thing. You're describing yeah. my mother in 2002. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. Did she did she lead the worship band? She might as well have. Right on. Well, here's here's a shout out to her. Is it? I'm okay with that. (laughs) I've got I've got some thoughts on this song, but good. I want to hear if y'all do y'all have anything else? Um. Oh, I had a production thing that I feel like Josh, you're the only person that that would really appreciate it. (laughs) Lay it on me. Um. Well, uh, first. For everybody, I said this feels like I, I kind of agree with TJ's interstitial church service thing. I said it feels like worship night at youth camp. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I particularly really loved the multiple different snare sounds, and it feels like a particularly Steve Taylor thing. He does like multiple drum mixes within a song. Right. Um, I can't think of any other examples off the top of my head, but it feels like a very specifically Steve Taylor thing to have a drum kit recorded in multiple different ways and playing multiple different things sort of layered on top, almost Hmm. like the way a lot of producers, like the way like uh, Chris Lord Alge or someone like that mixes guitars, the sort of wall of sound. Uh, Steve Taylor kind of builds that with drums. And I kind of like that. It's like, it never feels overly busy, but there's like lots of different, like he'll mix the snare uh, differently for the verse and the chorus and the bridge. Hmm. And I think that's really cool. That is cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. cool that you can like hear that, that you can make that distinction. I'm a layman. I would not have heard that. I would have either been like, this sounds cool or it doesn't. Here's the thing. <laughs> I occasionally surprise these guys by having insights. 
Mostly I'm just like, this That's song's fun. This is great. Oh, I don't care for this. Let's move on. No. But every now and then I know things. Yeah, it's always surprising <laughs> when Kylan, who's done three or four records in his lifetime, has musical insights. I'm always so surprised about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, what do you know about by, recording, Kylan? What have you ever done? is such an under underselling underselling like your totally. talent and I know. Well, I just I, I recognized this recently that like it's not necessarily just for comedic effect, but um, I think as like as the guy that sort of moves the podcast along, I, I sort of like I feel like I sound really dumb on this podcast a lot. So <laughs> I'm, I'm like really self-conscious about it as of like right now. I, f I feel like I sound really dumb. So uh, I'm Are trying to sound smart. Are you just going to let him sit there and call himself the backbone of the podcast and not do anything? <laughs> You're just gonna yeah. you're, do that? Sydney, you're like you're like a little mosquito that's like come in and like we're you're like go picking at everybody. Further. I'm trying to turn gonna... you all against each other. Yeah, you're, you're stirring the pot. Just you like know what? I quit. Sydney, you can uh -huh. take my place on the podcast. No, listen. Take a drink. Kylan's jammers. The... Kylan just quit again. <laughs> oh no, no. Kylan. I think I quit the... every episode. Kylan's 100 yeah. the backbone of this podcast, and right now we're all just gonna give him a Zoom hug. Everybody, just just bring it in. Bring it in. There You'll you hear my, my chest bumping up against the mic. <laughs> giving Kyle That's how you know it's real. Yeah. Bye. Right. Authenticity. Oh, okay. Bye. Oh, no. Where is he going? I'm right here. I didn't he want to hug. hug. Oh, okay. Consent yeah. is key, and we didn't ask. That's so. true. That's true. That's what we get. I have a lot to say about this song. All right, good. If anyone else, if everyone else has spoken to speak, but I would love to hear some. I just don't want Kylan to quit. That's all. He always I'm, does I'm quitting. This. You can't help it. He okay. always does this. Says Sydney can take his place. Whoever the guest is can just be the new host. Because does. our well, guests are always so good, and they always have much better <laughs> insights than I do. Not me. I don't have better insights. But I will say, I am surprised that they ended the album with this song. It was very mm. non-memorable. Mm. It See, just seemed like an interesting way to end the album. I, agree. I feel quite the opposite. Mm. Oh wow! I did. I I don't. I didn't know the song at all. I didn't remember. It. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, Sydney, bringing it back. That's good. I love that. It's gonna be our new thing now. Um, okay, just from the title alone, I was dreading the song. I was like, oh gosh, I know what this is gonna be, and it starts kind of pretty somber and slow, but then it picks up, and I really, really liked it. I will stand up for the song. I think it has a lot of really cool parts in it. Um, I think lyrically it's I think it's really cool because it's not it feels very honest and I think what you were talking about Sydney with like his vocal delivery and like his yeah. voice sounding I think that mm -hmm. matches perfectly the lyrics as well because he's like Lord I don't know where all this is going but give me your piece that passes on all understanding and I'm like that says like as agenda free as you can write a song absolutely true so, yeah no, yeah i think you're right so i think i need to give I, another listen i really like that i thought it was like really groovy i thought it really worked really well the bridge has like a couple different parts they have like a heavy part that goes on for like nine seconds at 147 and then it has like this really cool building part at 156 and then it like really opens up into this big part at 208 where like peter's like just singing in the background and just has like it's real big and like the build off pays off and then the build up pays off. Yeah, it just it, it goes on. It, it could have been a lot longer, but they made it pretty short. But I don't know. I was very surprised at this song. And if Fat of, Land, Fat of the Land wasn't so dang good, this would maybe be my favorite song on the record. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I, nice. it was a great yeah. surprise and I loved it.
Yeah, I'd be willing to give it a second listen to like really sit and like absorb the song. See, you fell under the spell of beautiful producer Josh. It's easy to do. Josh does this thing where like songs that you just like dismiss, he's like, but wait. Right. I cast my spell on you. Like, Think it about down. it this yeah. way. And then you're like, oh shit, I'm an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> this is the best song anyone's ever written. It's like you take a drink of, of wine. <laughs> you're like, this tastes like wine. And some sommelier is like, actually, it tastes like charcoal and flowers. Right. And, and river stones. And, and, you're the, like, yes, and the mountains. I, I, I taste the Riding river stones. an elephant yeah. through the valleys. Yeah. Of you're like, I taste it. I taste Nepal. The I taste and it. The Sherpa <laughs> is guiding you. <laughs> Sherpa-less, though. It's mm, amazing. This wine tastes definitely Sherpa-less. It is Sherpa-less, <laughs> this blend. Yeah, well, yeah. guys, we did it. We listened to a whole Newsboys record. How many, I... how many songs were on this record, Kylan? 5,825. I'm surprised wow. we got through it so succinctly. <laughs> we did it. So I know. Can we take a vote to change Josh's name to Song Sommelier? Ooh, Ooh I like I that. Song Sommelier? That, gets great. Great. that is good. Because he does, you like pull out the flavors and the undertones and the oh, notes mm. and the things, and I feel like that's what like, a compliment. Really Thank you, Sydney. Yeah. Oh, I see, know. I'm not mean. I know I can. Well, you started out pretty mean. Wait, you're but... making up for giving me the Jacobian <laughs> the ladder second, just two the, minutes ago. The second, the second one was a misunderstanding. I thought mm. it was like about a different question. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. I mean, I am mean. Don't get me wrong. I am mean, but not today. Hey, Sydney, you're welcome. Whatever you are, I know. Thank well, you. she's taking my place. She, we need someone sassy to take my place That's when true. I inevitably <laughs> step down because That's true. I quit this podcast stop, every single week. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> um, okay, guys. Well, it comes down to this is Thrive, the 2002 record by Newsboys, a flop or a bop? Who wants to go first? Who wants to tell us their final thoughts? Sydney oh. really wants to go. I think it's a bop. I think it's a bop. It's a bop. It still holds Woo! up. Yeah, I think it still holds up. All right. John Woo. Like, I, I never remembered that song, and I really like that song, and I'm probably going to download it after this. It's pretty good. TJ, what you got? Mm. Do you want to wait? What, do, do we have a specific order we want to do this in? I think we can. Whoever wants to. TJ was the only flop, so I want him. I think That's he'd be good true. to go last. Yeah. Maybe TJ okay. will go last. Yeah. I'll he... go last. So, Josh, what do you think? Well, no, Josh, you, you give, uh, you're the song sommelier, so I'll just go okay. next. I'm you more of next. like an amuse bouche. It was a bop, guys. <laughs> Um, it, I definitely like the, the second half more than the first half. Uh, but there is a lot okay, like musically, I think Josh brought up really early on the whole idea of like, everything feels like really concentrated. Like it feels really fast, like vocally and everything. Like there's no breathing room, which I don't love for every record, but for this record, uh, the parts that kind of lost me were the sort of more like worshipy kind of songs, but they were over so fast and it went on yeah. to something interesting that it it held my interest, you know, for, sure. for, for most of the record. And there was just like a lot of lyrical weirdness, which I really mm. loved. Like what rhymes with Cornelius <laughs> and having yeah. everyone yell helium is very <laughs> funny to me. That's objectively just funny. Um, I'll grant yeah, you John, that. John Woo was a great song. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely well. The thing is, so like we were supposed to do this part B a few weeks ago, and then we've all just had like had, had issues with like I'm um, traveling and uh, people getting sick and stuff. So like I wrote all of 
my notes a few weeks ago and I listened to the album twice on that. And then I found myself over the last couple of weeks, like having different songs stuck in my head and like jamming out to different songs on this record. So I think it holds up. It's a bop. I think wow. it does. I think All it's right. Two bops. A bop from the mighty boosh over here. <laughs> the a mighty boosh. Is that what you say you were? Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Perfect. All right. I'll go then. We're saving TJ for last. Like I said, I went in expecting this to be a flop after our last episode. And then I was listening to it and it was better than I expected it to be. There were still some moments where I felt it was dragging and I was going to put it like, right. I think I was feeling like it was going to be just barely a flop. Um, like where it was like, I feel like half this record is good. Half this isn't, but it's more not that I'm into than is. So I it would was be a great it, EP. Yeah. I was going to put it, we had a, we've had the bop squeaks. I was thinking it was going to be a flop squeak where it barely squeaks by for being a flop. Wow. I'm trying to get real specific on all our flops and bops. I want to have like a million flop categories. Squeaks sounds like <laughs> something really bad. You know, he's got a case of the flop squeaks. Flop he squeaks got that right? That's serious. He's going to be down for the next couple weeks. I I was thinking that I was going to flop it, but you know, after this, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe you guys convinced me again from part A, but you know, I think I got to say it, it's a bop. Yeah. I think it'll be a bop. Welcome to the bop I, party, I'm surprised brother. myself. I went in to this to part B expecting to flop it, but I had a really good time listening to this, digging into all the eccentricities of this record. So... It's I'll weird, it's, man. I'll say it's a bop. It's got enough of that Newsboys weirdness. This is like right before I feel like they kind of totally turned to the like full CCM. They still got, I think it's that Peter Furler thing, man. Peter Furler-Steve Taylor combo. Yeah, they got some weird stuff in there. So, all right, cool. TJ, Oof. what you think? Yo, yo. Okay. So, I like, I like what y'all brought just now, all three of you. And I think... You know, going on this uh, little journey with with you all, this album. I like the idea of a road trip, Sydney. Like, you you you're just humming along. Yep. You know, even though gas is like five dollars, you're just like yep. trying to make those miles, and uh, you're enjoying the ride. But I think I ended up feeling like Kylan on this episode uh, feels a lot of times, but he didn't today. Uh, where I. I needed this album to be an EP in order to bop it. So okay. I've got an EP track list that I would bop, and I'm going to give it wow. to you right here. Okay, nice. It's Live in Stereo, track one. Live Million in Pieces, track two. Rescue, track three. Fat of the Land, even though I, I really gave it a lot of hell, I ultimately think it's a cool song. I disagree with the choice at the beginning, but it ended up winning me over. Okay. So that's number four. And then John Woo rounding it out. That's a five song EP that gets a bop yep. from me. Yep. Wow. I yep. want the road trip to be a little shorter, a little <laughs> right. tighter, a little cheaper. Let's go to the and, store. Um, go to the grocery store down the street. Yeah. Something <laughs> Drop a the kids close. off at school. That's right. Close to home. Keep it fun. Keep it light. So as the record stands, how it is right now, though, where does it land for you? <laughs> that one flops for me, guys. Really? <laughs> okay. So we all... For different reasons than I think any of us maybe anticipated, we all sort of held our own positions. Yeah. Right? From what guns. we predicted. Has that yeah. ever happened? Is that a CGN first? 
Might be. I think all I, I know is it means be. we're all very self-aware. That's other than true. like ones that were for sure in the bag. Like no, because right. you flopped define and you bopped it in the end. Oh yeah, you predicted right. a flop and then you defined. You yeah, bopped but, it. So I don't think. But we've I, had like we that. said, I'm always the wild card. So really, it just kind of came down to that. Because like, <laughs> whoever knows whether I'm gonna flop or bop anything. Who really knows? It's true. Yeah. Well, guys, we did it. Um, <laughs> I think we're kind of wrapping up here. Uh, Sydney, do you have anything you want to promote? You want to plug Ooh, before yeah. we finish up here? Yeah. Um, so for people listening to this, they might be interested in my podcast, Growing Up Fundy. Which they you absolutely guys, should be. Yeah, which you guys are going to be on tomorrow. Which yes. Is Can't um, wait. Yeah, so it's uh, for anybody who's unfamiliar, it's basically a podcast where I interview people who grew up um, fundamentalist, orthodox, or any strict religious upbringing. Um, and we just talk about their experiences and whether or not they're still religious or if they've transitioned to a different religion or are they atheist or agnostic. And we just talk about it. And then I also interview specialists in certain fields and people who um, are big names in both the uh, secular space as well as the religious space so there's a lot of cool i mean i'm totally biased there's cool interviews on there and right. um and then we have us things, three jokers on right and then i do <laughs> things like read spark notes of god on there like because apparently there's such it. a thing i love that episode i listened you, to that you listen so to the good. podcast yes of course yeah, we all yeah. listen to the podcast dude you so did great. oh that's yeah. awesome yeah awesome yeah, yeah. so fans. i just like do do fun stuff like that and then i'm gonna have you guys on and then i'm gonna have my first um uh a Muslim guest this weekend as well, which is awesome. It's going to be cool. I would love to talk to him. And then it's just going to be dope. It's going to be awesome. So check it out. It's called Sweet. Growing Up Fundy. It's on all podcast platforms that you can purchase, listen to, check stream. Check it out. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you guys listen to it and still want to be on it. Of <laughs> course. Like a, Heck yeah. It's like a big yeah. sign. I don't, I don't know what we're going to be able to contribute, but if you want to talk about the how... Christians and non-Christians feel about snare rolls or sweet, sweet bass. I'm your guy. <laughs> uh, we can get into all the real interesting dynamics of like, what was like a pre-youth group jam and what would, yeah. what made it a post-youth group? Like what song do you play before youth yeah. group and what song you play after? Yeah. What, sure. what song do you play when there were no adults in the youth group room versus oh, what song yeah, you play? You go. Go. Right? On the, nice. like the VBS van, right? <laughs> what song do you play there that you don't like to tell all about? All I know is all of our CJ and listeners definitely enjoyed having you join these three jokers here. Thank you, Sydney. Yay, Thank thanks you. for having me. This is so much fun. This is tons of fun to have you. Hell yeah. You picked a great record too. Yeah. Gotta give you some props for that. That was like the first one that came to mind when he was like, Hey, pick a record. I was like, Oh my God, this one, this one, (laughs) this is the one it defines. Yeah. defines. It was like a defining record. So Mm -hmm. that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Well, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Guys uh, follow us on social media. We have a Patreon, which most listeners will have listened to an ad with, patreon bot in the middle of this episode um if you want more of this kind of stuff you want to get into the nuances of pre and post youth group songs and <laughs> sweet sweet bass uh sydney thank you so much for doing this of course. Uh, everyone... kylan i got one more thing i got one more thing what's up what you got oh shoot it it was my best laid 
plans for the outro. Oh, are they this. in your other pants? I left them in my other pants, man. Dang it. Uh, dang it. This happens every be, time. I'm going to go. Every time. Every time. All right. You I'm go right get back. your best laid okay. plans. All right. Peace out, Monfrayers. See you later. Okay. Bye. <laughs>